Yo, 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 skirt bag, Super Bowl weekend. How is Super Bowl skirt bag feeling? Dude, Super Bowl skirt bag is, uh, he's on another level. I was literally just telling Kenny I'm on fucking goblin mode from here, which is we're recording Thursday night before Super Bowl weekend. From here on out until Sunday night after the game, I'm going to be on fucking demon time. Um, I've never been more ready for it. I'm right there with you, dude. I got um, I'm I'm gonna get turned up tonight. I'm got, I'm golfing tomorrow with Timmy and his dad and his brother-in-law. So I don't. I'm probably not gonna smoke and I'm probably not gonna drink. Like maybe I'll have a beer, but I'm gonna, I gotta drive home. You might have a good round then. I know that's what I'm thinking. Um, yo, so actually, I was at this simulator the other day playing right, and a couple a few days before that, I had seen this um golf trainer on instagram and he was like you'll see like a lot of my players like tapping their back foot in their backswing and that's to make sure that like they're not leaning back on it and like loading up on it and then shooting forward like it's it's so that like they keep their weight on their front foot through the backswing and he was like it's actually like part two of the drills that i do and the first one is just like go between a doorway and like you know just like put your hands like across your chest and then just go like into your backswing and then like follow through and make sure that your head doesn't hit the other doorway obviously and that's how you keep your head from moving and then he showed it in like on a golf course he was like this is what not to do what some people do is they lean forward when they swing just cuz like they're trying to go like all into it and then they because like when you when you lean forward it brings your torso closer to the ground you have to like adjust your like torso and make, to make room for your arms to come through and then you end up just like topping a ball and you fucking barely hit it and i'm like wow that looks like me when i swing <laughs> um so i hit up the door frame and then I, I went to uh the simulator and then um every time i like kept my foot my weight like all my front foot through my backswing way better super uncomfortable dude so uncomfortable yeah. it feels so weird but way better and the simulator was showing me that I was coming through like my swing, like left to right. Right. It's like coming across, like pulling like my club. Like when I was, you know, hitting the face of the ball, that's how I was kind of crossing the plane. And I was like, all right, maybe I need to focus on just like following through straight instead of following through, like, you know, behind me, like a baseball swing. Right. Um, Dude. And every time I did that, my swing was so much better too. Like when I do those two things, money, it's just like, sometimes I don't. And it's honestly like a lot to think about every time you swing. When you're not good. Yeah, you almost got to get it to a point where it's just muscle memory. Like, if you just think about those two things, like, enough in a, a like, certain amount of times, yeah. it'll just be muscle memory and it'll it's, just come to you. It's tough, though, in, like, a real round because it's, like, all right, like, I also got to hit my driver and, like, it feels extra uncomfortable. Like, that swing's a little bit different, right? And, like, yeah. if I want to bring out the three-wood or the three-hybrid, it's, like, that swing's a little bit different. I mean, dude, um, even, so like, your... Even like your long irons compared to your pitching wedge or your yeah, dude. My nine my iron. uh my four iron is like a very long shaft compared to everything else, and my five is like in between. But six and below is pretty much standard. Yeah, mine are the same way actually. It's like my four and my five are longer. I feel like, and then like six to nine are the same. Are like the same, and like my and then my wedge pitching is wedge is a little same. bit. My pitching then, wedge is a little bit shorter. I think mine mine feels the same. Yeah, uh, I just. Dude, it's weird. I actually noticed this the last time I played. My pitching wedge, like, I think I hit it so well because of how short it is. Like, the longer the club is iron-wise, like, actually, the last time I played, my irons were, like, on fire. Like, I didn't have one bad shot with any of my irons. That's and funny. I was swinging my five and my four, like, pretty consistently because it was a long course that Jake and I played. Yeah. But um, usually, the longer my iron club is, the harder time I have, like, hitting the ball straight. And that's because my baseball swing comes out because of how long the club is. And I'm just yeah. coming over the top or like I'm pushing yeah. it left. 
It's tough. I feel like I need to like keep my drive pretty much the same though. Like my drive isn't bad. It's my irons that are bad and like crazy and consistent. And like, it's not that I'm good at golf and I shoot a lot of bad shots. It's I'm bad at golf and I get lucky sometimes. Yeah. Um, more often than I used to because I'm a little bit better, but not much. Dude, see, like, I really want to get better at putting. Like, I feel like I'm at a point with my game where I'm kind of plateaued with my irons and my driver. Like, I'm consistent. I can hit them straight for, like, seven out of ten times I'm going to hit my my irons and my driver straight. And, like, I'm distance for me has never been a problem. Like, I hit the ball far. I think that just comes from playing baseball for so long and having, like, the natural swing. But my putting, dude, and my short game, like, my chips up and my putting are so bad, dude. Like, I'll have something, I'll have a putt that's like a five foot putt for like an easy par and I'm three putting it, dude, just because I can't, it's, and that's what fucks my score. Like I I could be a consistent, like 85 to 90 in my golf game. If I wasn't like three putting half the holes. Yeah. My problem is my drives and my irons. My drives are not consistent enough. I'm, I'm nowhere near the fairway on a regular enough basis. But that's like what they say to do is kind of like go like down, like, right. Like if you're trying to break hundred, you got to get your driver right. So you can set yourself yep. up for success. If you're trying to break 90, then you got, you got to get your irons right. So you can get all the, get on the green and fewer shots. Right. And then if you're trying to break 80, then, you know, obviously then you got to get your putter involved, but that's kind of how they say to progress it. Yeah. I mean, I can usually get on green and regulation, like not most holes. I'd probably say like half the time I can get on the green and regulation. But, dude, if I have a fucking more than, like, a six-foot putt, I'm either blasting it past the hole because I'm overthinking it or I'm hitting yeah. it left. Like, my putting is just so bad. Yeah, my putting is – it was good when I first started golfing, and then it got bad, and now it's getting better. I I started blasting everything, dude, and I was just like, whoa, yeah. dude, you got to chill the fuck out. And, like, sometimes it's hard to read a course, especially when you play when, like, weather's changing. Like, if you play, like, when a course is drying, you know what I mean? yeah it's just tough sometimes like you'll expect it to get faster throughout the day because it's like drying out and like you can feel it drying out but then it doesn't and you're like what the fuck dude yeah i want to get better at like lag putting too because when i putt i always like all right how do how do i what's the perfect line to put this ball in the hole but if i start thinking like all right just get this one close and like cut down my three putts to to two putts yeah get get it to a gimme and if i can do that then i'll be good and like some of those might go in like if i have the right line or like you know what I mean? So like yeah. I'm already helping myself there. It's just I have to get off the mindset of, oh, I have a 30 foot putt. I need to put this in the hole. Like how far? How's how, how far? How hard do I have to hit this? And then I end up blasting it past the hole, and then I have to fucking put it two yeah. more times to get it even close. And I think the thing for me is like now I've got the mindset of I'd rather leave it short than hit it past, which yeah. is not really the best mindset because then I turn into like, all right, now I'm leaving everything short. I'm like, I'm yeah. hitting everything with my purse because yeah. I have the mindset of like, don't put, don't put it over. Like you'd rather fall short and then I'm falling so short. I'm like, geez, Kenny. Yeah. That dude, it's like, what's worse falling like super short on a putt or blasting it past the hole. Cause when you leave it short, you're like, what the fuck am I doing? Like I got to at least get it to the hole. But then when you blast it over, you're also like, what the fuck am I doing, dude? It doesn't yeah. have to hit it that hard. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think leaving it I think hitting it past, if they're like equally as far away, I think hitting it further is worse because if I'm hitting it short, 
I'm upset you most with likely myself. still have the same line though. From same that read, right? I don't, right, I don't right, have to do a right. new read. And a lot of times, if I'm hitting it short, it's probably because there's a drop off on the other side of the hole, and I don't want to have to climb that hill. Right. You know what I mean? Like that's what I'm hitting. That's what I'm leaving it real short. Yeah, yeah. Blasting it past the hole is also just like, especially when it's like you don't have like a long putt. It's like a five or six foot putt, and you're like, all right, like should be able to get this one close. I don't even have to think about like the power that I need to get it there. And then you put it like. Like, it dribbles past the edge of the cup, and you're like, oh, fuck, I was close. But then it goes another, like, five or six feet, and you're like, oh, you're well, like, oh I'm back to I'm right where I was. Just as far as I was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think the worst is when you're putting, and there's, like, an uphill before the hole. So you're like, oh, I got to get it there. So you hit it hard, and then you go way past it, and now you're like, fuck. I, this is, like, <laughs> an eight- or nine-foot putt or more, and, like, if I go past it, I might be going right back down that right hill. back down, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Dude, there's uh one course. I think. Oh yeah, you've played Wild Wing, right? Yeah, it's funny, dude. Timmy has been sending like Myrtle Beach golf like Instagram posts to our group chat, and they always showcase Wild Wing. And I think that course is booty, bro. Like the course is like. Okay. It's nice. It's nice. I don't know. Like, it's it a, wasn't it's nice, a nice when I went. Well, when did when did you go? When would we play there? I played with my boys when I went in November. Oh yeah, that's why. If you played but in the summer, it's like when in we nice went conditions. in August when I couldn't play because I had a broken ankle. We ah, uh, it was it was nice, but I hate that there's no turn. Yeah, and dude, that's like a common thing for a bunch of golf courses in Myrtle Beach, and I hate it. Booty, I, dude. I need I almost a turn. Need, I need like it's not like oh, it'd be nice to have a turn. Like I almost need a turn, dude, because it's like a mental reset. You get a mental little snack, reset, dude. Like, get yeah. a snack and like. A beer at the minimum, right? Like, maybe right. the car girl's not on her shit that day. And at Wildwing, they're old as fuck and they're slow as hell. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Dude, I'm telling you, the course, next time you come down to visit, the course that Jake and I played that's, like, 10 minutes from my house is, like, it's perfect because it's challenging enough for, like, our skill level. And also, like, they're on their shit. There's a nice-ass turn with, like, a... What's that place uh, we went to at Waldo's where it was, like, the country club? Dairy field. Dairy field. It's like a dairy field setting at the turn where it's like a restaurant type of, of yeah, vibe. Yeah. But then they also have like two golf girls like on carts like going around at all times. Ooh, so you never have bad. like, yeah, it's nice, dude. Ugh, dude, I want to get down so bad, but I just like don't know when it's going to happen. Yeah. Maybe one random like weekend in. I don't know. Mayo was. I was talking to Mayo today, and he was like, "I was like, dude, I'm bummed you can't go to the bachelor party. Um, we gotta have like a boys' golf weekend soon." He was like, "Yeah, like maybe some weekend in April, like late April, we can do something." Yeah, I just have. I, like, that I, might I work. need to get this lean to and the fucking shed turned into a gym done. That's my that's my April weekends right now. Yeah. How far Needs along to be are done. you? Um. So all, I'm done with like the roof, right? Roof's done. So what I have to do next is, so there's cement that's like going from the like the front of the each like the wall to the building of the of the shed. So I need to like get a pickaxe from my dad and like break all that up so it's just dirt. But then I'm gonna put a four by four in there, get it into the ground with some rebar, and then I'm gonna like rototill the whole thing, take whatever dirt I need to out plastic down and then put rocks over that so i have like a rock floor um, oh nice and then i'd like to build like a workbench around the fucking border which i think would be pretty easy yeah um but i don't i don't know how much time that's gonna take and i don't know like 
if that's necessary or not necessary, but it would be dope to if have. I can just get because here's the thing: if I fill it so I could get the shed empty, so I could turn the shed into the gym, that's cool. But it's probably never going to get done. But at the same time, like I'm kind of okay with that because I'm not fucking staying here forever. Right. I'll be here for a few more years, tops. Yeah, it would be pretty fucking cool to have, though. Yeah, it would be nice to have like something just to put stuff on, so like it's not all sitting on the floor. Do you think like the having the shed turned into a gym is gonna like increase like the value when you guys sell at all or no? Or is it not really something that like does that? I think it will. Compared to like what it was when we bought it, like fucking dilapidated building with a leaking roof where the lean to the lean to only had half of a fucking roof on it, like to what it's gonna be, I think it'll definitely increase the value a little bit. It'd be nice if I can make the yard not look like shit, but mm, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, your yard's not in, like, terrible condition as it is now. There's just, like, a a, a few things, like, project-wise, like, on the outline of your fence, really. But other than that, I mean... Yeah, I low-key want to put raised beds over by my neighbor with, like, the fence that you can see through. Um, Which I think would be nice over there. Some some raised beds for, for a little garden action. And then... I don't know. I want to put, like, a some rocks down in the in the corner next to the gate and like just have like my garbage cans there and stuff like that yeah be fire dude can't wait to have a yard and like be able to build it and like do shit i want in my own backyard yeah it's nice because you can just do whatever you want yeah like you don't have to worry about like your neighbors or like people like walking through like walking their dog or something it's just like your own space outside it's nice Mm -hmm. yeah the only time you have to worry about is, like, if you have an HOA where you have to, like, keep it nice. Yeah. That's the thing, dude. Like, I get living, like, in a community like that, but I would definitely like to have, like, my own, like, just, like, plot of land, like, out and have, like, minimal neighbors. Like, That's I like what having I've been people, saying, dude. Like, I like having people around. Like, I don't want to be completely isolated from fucking a community, but I want to have, like, Three to five acres of my own land. Thank you. Like I can just let my dogs out and like they can run around and I don't have to worry about like them being on being on like a major road where they're gonna like get hit by a car or like there's gonna be traffic all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'd probably still have a fence. Even if I had three to five acres, I'd have a yeah. fence to keep my dogs in. Yeah, that's true. At least in like the backyard area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like right outside of my back door. Right. Um, but like, I mean, mo- the whole thing wouldn't be fenced, just like a part, a piece of it. Um, and coming back to like what we were talking about last week, when we were talking about like starting a chicken coop, I went yeah. downstairs after we finished last week's episode and I was like, Magoo, when we get a house eventually, like I want to get chickens. She was like, okay, yeah, it's a great idea. I was like, let's go. We can have our fucking, I was like, Easy money. I was like, listen, it's only like $400 to start. Like we can get like 10 chicks. We have a boon that can just fucking like herd them up and keep the predators away and all this stuff. Like it'll be nice. We can have our own sufficient like eggs for breakfast, and we can, you know, like kill the chickens for food and when we need to, and we can make them like mate. So we just have like an endless supply of chicken. I don't think they mate. I think they lay eggs and then the males like nut on them or something. I don't know how they don't fuck. Birds don't fuck. What? I don't. Yeah, birds don't fuck. Birds don't fuck. No, I don't think so. You think birds fuck? Do birds fuck? <laughs> I typed this in. It just comes up with the uh, Philadelphia Eagles record this year. Yeah, they fuck. 
So most birds' sex literally is about bumping uglies. <laughs> Yo, the first thing that came up was a Reddit was a Reddit thread that says, "How do birds fuck?" Most birds don't, but they get by with what is called a cloacal... Cloaca. Cloacal? Cloacia? I don't know, dude. During mating, the male bird goes on top of the female, facing the same direction. They have an entrance called cloaca, which they rub against each other. So they just get, like, over-the-pants handjobs. The male sperm passes on to the female ova where it's fertilized after fertilization. So they fuck, but there's no penetration. Dude, they fuck. They fuck. I didn't think it was like that. Is it fucking if there's no penetration, though? It's close enough, dude. One's on top of the other. You're rubbing together. Right. Okay. Look, if, the, if, the act of, like... If me and Lex are grinding there. one another hard enough, no penetration, I bet you I'd still nut after a minute. <laughs> yeah, not, you know, I mean, not like, literally 60-second minute, but after a minute of, of grinding. It'd probably be a fat minute, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure at some point I get so turned on, I... So birds don't fuck, they just, uh, they just edge? Yeah, they're big edgers. <laughs> big edging guys. Oh, hey, you learn something new every day. Yeah, look at that. My whoop asked me every morning, did you learn something new yesterday? And now I can say yes. Yeah. Now I can say yes, I did. Birds don't fuck, they edge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I'm excited to have a chicken coop, though. That'll be tight. I uh, So I, I've been telling Lex that I want to have five acres. Um we have a we have a notes thing, right? It's it's called uh next house needs. So we got on here front porch, a screened in back porch area, five plus acres, well water, a pool, and a wood stove. Ooh, that's a good that's a good start to the list. That is a good start to the list, dude. I had like. I'm sure you did too. Like you had well water growing up, not city water. Yeah, 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 dude, so good. I drink it right out of the fucking spigot. I won't even think twice. Oh, see, ours, dude, ours was like, I don't know if it was like the minerals in the ground, like in our our land, but we couldn't drink the fossil. I mean, you could. It was it was fine for you, but it was like the water that kind of smelled like rotten eggs. You know what I'm talking about? Mm, no thanks, dude. But it was- our water was nice. It was it was weird because it was only like the faucet water that did that. Like the shower water was fine. Like, I, I used to actually, like, I would get in the shower sometimes and just be like, hmm, I'm thirsty, and, like, drink some water from the shower, but, like, Did the you guys have, water... a, have a water softener in the basement that you put, like, salt in? Not that I know of. I mean, maybe. We had a bunch of fucking, like, shit in the basement that I ran into in my bike a bunch, like, pumps and stuff, but I, I never knew what it was for. Hmm. Yeah, we had, like, a water softener thing. We would buy, like, 50-pound bags of salt, and, like, whenever they get low, you just put fill with salt um yeah we might have done that like treated it like treats the water makes it not bad we might have done that other than that it's just fucking well water um that comes from the ground and it was so good dude it was it was nice having like i mean it sucked having to like cut wood every winter and stuff but like the wood stove we would we wouldn't even buy like oil for heat like in the winter because we would just have like the wood stove in the garage and the wood stove in our house like heat our entire house yeah, I would want to have like regular heat too, maybe. 
Like I like I'm not necessarily saying that I would only want to have a wood stove. That'd be the only way that I heat my house. Like, well, we had it for way. like hot water. Like for hot water, we would use oil and stuff. But like we would only buy yeah. oil like once a winter, so that we could use that for the water. And then like to heat the house, we'd use like the wood stove and stuff. Dude, my aunt and uncle have like they have like a regular wood stove in the house, but outside they have like a massive wood stove, and it provides all their heat. Like it runs to their house and it gives them like regular heat. It fucking Gives them like all their hot water. Oh, that's fire! Literally, yeah, and like, <laughs> yeah, they. I mean, they chop down trees for a living, so they're never gonna run out of wood. Yeah, I hated fucking splitting wood, though, dude. It, oh my god, it was. Yeah, like... they got a machine that does it, though, so you don't have to. Chop oh it. no, yeah, we had the machine too, like the. Oh, the, did you? The, the log splitter, but like, yeah, yeah. dude, we did so much of it. It was like sit there and you'd run the fucking lever for hours and it would all pile up and then we'd have to stack it and wrap it up. And then every day, literally every day we would get Nick and I would get home from school. Our first chore we had to do was to fill the wood box. So we'd have to go out like with a, uh, um, wheelbarrow, fill that up, bring it inside and like load by load, like walk it into the living room and dump it into this giant wood box. And we'd have enough wood for the night. Yeah. we had. I hated it, dude. My uh, aunt and uncle, they had wood stove. They had one in the basement and one in the living room. Um, and they would, or they had a regular fireplace in the living room, but they would like just burn both of them pretty much all the time. So we were steady. They had, they had wood boxes too. Yeah. Our, so our living room wood stove was like a wood stove built into the fireplace. So it was like a fireplace. And then like the wood stove like came through the fireplace. Yeah. And then our house had a wraparound porch around like the whole thing. So on the other side of our fireplace was an outdoor fireplace. So it was like Ooh. one spot. So you had one outside and one inside. And then That's like, fire. dude, it was sick because like every weekend, like even in the summer, we'd just go outside and like all of our friends would come over. And my parents' friends would come over and we'd like shoot guns and fucking do fireworks and just have a fire outside. It was sick. I love that. That's I definitely big want, vibes. dude, a wraparound porch is a must for like when I have like my house house, like when I not like maybe not my first house, but when I have like my house, that I'm like, no, I'm going to be there for like 20 years. Yeah. I want a wraparound porch on that bitch. Do it. Ah, do it. Just do it. Nah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but so Kate sent me, Lex's sister sent me a, a screenshot of something on Facebook the other day, and it was these two dads, right? And they had fences next to each other, and they, they were wood fences, and they, like, put hinges with chains so they could, like, drop down the fence, and they could, like, sit there and, like, have a beer together through the fence. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like a, like, a, uh, like a castle, how it, like, drops down the yes. door. Yes, yeah, yeah, like a drawbridge. Yeah, but just, yeah. like, you know, it just, like, fell over on, on the fence, and they would talk to each other. Um so Kate sends me that and she's like, I can see you doing this if you have like cool neighbors. And I was like, I hope I don't have neighbors. <laughs> and she's like, well, what if I'm your neighbor? I'm like, that's cool. But I hope you got to like drive or like take a gator or like a golf cart over. Like, I hope, I hope you can't yeah, walk over. I hope and she's it's like, not like, see, like you can go outside your window and like see my house. Yeah. Or, like, you know, like 10 feet, 10 feet to yeah, the left. There's come, another on over, house. come on over every day, but do it in your car. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she's like, what if I take my horse? I'm like, that's, Sounds great. Sounds good to me. <laughs> and then she was like, you got to get a cow. I want because I've always wanted one. And I'm like, bro, look, Lex isn't going to let me kill it. So I can't get a beef cow. I don't want to milk it every day. And it's going to get sick if I don't. So I don't want a, a dairy cow. And she's like, well, I'll milk it and I'll take care of it. But you have to get it because you're going to have the land. I'm like, all right. You milk it. I'll, we'll we'll split the milk and uh... yeah, as long as you as long as you take care of it, I, I'll I'll hold it on my land. Yeah. I ain't milking that motherfucker, though. <laughs> 
I'll milk it if I need to, like if she goes away or something, but I don't yeah. want to like, I don't want to buy a cow that I'm not sure I'm going to have the time to take care of properly. Yeah. That's kind of fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't want to be fucked up. Why does she want a cow so bad? I don't know. She's fucking an interesting cat. <laughs> she came down today to hang out with Lex and they got walk and roll. And they didn't get dumplings, but they did order me a lunch combo. So I, I had that for dinner, but mm. no dumplings. It was her first time getting walk and roll. And I was like, no dumplings for the kid. No dumplings. No, uh, no donuts. They got no donuts. Oh my God, dude. That's disgusting. That's a disgusting act on act on Lex's part. I hope she's listening too. We never get the donuts. What? So she goes, what? So she doesn't even know about the donut. Like, <laughs> so she doesn't even know about the donut. Like, you guys don't I, get, I the, get donuts? the dumplings every single time. I was like, dude, it's automatic. There's nothing more automatic than me getting dumplings <laughs> at fucking walk and roll. More automatic than Steph Curry from three. Easily, dude. Way more automatic. The dude's probably, he's not even shooting 50% from three. <laughs> he said, I'm 100% from uh, dumplings and rock. Yeah, and roll. literally. So the very first Except time for I tonight. Ordered, well, I didn't order. That's that's fair. That's fair. Um, The very first time I went to walk and roll, it was Chinese New Year. And the reason that I got it was because I couldn't find fucking the dumpling papers anywhere in the store. I was going to make dumplings. And I was like, dude, I can't fucking find them anywhere. So I'm smoking a blunt and I'm ordering dumplings from this Chinese place around the corner. <laughs> and I was like, wow, bro, this shit fucking slaps. And every single time since then, I've gotten dumplings. Except for tonight. Except for tonight. Lex couldn't even hit you with an assist there, dude. That's whack. It's okay. I'm just glad she got me anything. She didn't really have to do that much. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't want to come home on an empty belly with just two beers floating around in your stomach, so she did good. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we have other food. We have leftovers that I was definitely going to munch on, but walk and roll, I'll take that 10 times out of 10, baby. I've been eating leftover taco soup for lunch like all Not week. Bad. I've been made eating... Made in a crockpot. Uh, I did a crockpot meal this week. It was uh, like a lemony herb chicken and potatoes with asparagus. It was good. It wasn't very lemony, Ooh. but it was good. Oh, I'm and big, honey. I'm a big fan. Oh, dude, you know what you got to try? We had uh, Brussels sprouts with our dinner the other night. I forget what we were having. I think it was... I forget, but we had Brussels sprouts, and Maggie, like, put honey on them after they were, like... Um, we put them in the air fryer, and that's how she makes them, and then she just, like, put honey over top of them for me. Dude, I would never expect that to be, like, a good combo. I mean, it doesn't Did sound gross, but Did you put anything on just, the Brussels sprouts beforehand? Uh, just like some salt seasoning. or anything? Yes. Well, we do salt and, salt and pepper, and then, like... We have, like, dude, my mom got us this box. She got, like, this $300 box of spices from her boss. and Jesus Christ. Her boss accidentally sent her two, so she gave us one of them. And they have, like, five or six different, like, vegetable um, spices that you're supposed to, like, season your veggies with. And it tells you on the back, like, which vegetables, like, pairs best with which spice. So we have, like, this one we use for Brussels. So we do, like, salt and pepper and that. And then she put honey over top of them. And I was like, oh, my God, dude. It was so good. So, similarly, Lex does potatoes in the oven, like, cut up with um, Italian dressing. Just, like, generic really? Italian dressing from from the grocery store. Money. That that actually sounds like it would taste good. Dude, so good. I've never had it before. Like, her and I live together. Money. Does she, like, cook the potatoes and then put the dressing on? Or does she put the dressing on the potatoes and then I think she does the dressing them? first. I think she puts the potatoes on the fucking tray and then just... 
puts the Italian dressing over top. But she might do it after, and she, or she might do extra, like after, like put it on before and then do extra after. Hmm. Might have I don't to know. try that. That sounds good. It is. It's really good. Definitely, I enjoyed every time she makes it. It's been a minute. It's been a minute, dude. I've uh, I've definitely like enjoyed, like I mean, ever since Magoo and I have lived together, which has been like nine months now. Um, just like having like a meal with somebody every night. That's not like you know, oh, it's not like McDonald's or like Chipotle. It's like we actually like sit down. Sometimes we'll cook together. Like she cooks most of the time, but like I'll probably cook like once, maybe twice a week. And then we'll just like sit down and eat together. And it's like the perfect way to just like end your day. Even though it's not like the end of the day, but it's just like a perfect way to decompress and like just like have some time to just fucking take that like deep breath. Just be and then fucking feast out. Yeah. I love love when Lex and I have dinner together. Um, It doesn't always happen because she serves, but I mean, it's always nice. I I, I love cooking for her. Yeah. She usually cooks for me. Yeah, she, Maggie usually cooks for me too, but I have like the certain dishes that I'll cook. Like anytime we do like salmon or steak or like sometimes yep. we'll do like tacos It's whenever or I'm something. in the mood for something. If yeah. I'm in the mood for something, which is going to be either steak or uh, some kind of seafood, um, then usually I'll make dinner. I'll be like, All right, I want to have X, Y, and Z. Um, but if not, she'll cook and she usually does either like chicken insides or she'll do like a pasta. If we're having pasta, Lex is cooking it guaranteed. Yeah. She made a fucking banging tortellini with sausage and sun-dried tomato and like a cream sauce this weekend. Mm, Banging. That's funny. We had lasagna this weekend or last, like, yeah, last Friday we had lasagna and watched Moneyball. Lasagna. Lasagna. I love I I Maggie definitely likes Italian food more than I do, but I love it like I need to be like in the mood for it and when I am in the mood for it like it slaps. Like chicken parm, love it, but I, I it's not something I could eat like once a week. Like I Agreed. can't have Italian food once a week. Like ravioli's Agreed. banging. Like it's not not that I don't like Italian food, it's just I need to be in the mood for it. I'll do like yeah, I agree with that. We probably do Italian like once a week, but that's like Lex is pretty Italian. Most of her dishes are Italian. She makes yeah. a mean sauce though. Does she uh get she have like the big fucking sauce pot that she makes it in? My mom yes. used to do that. Yeah, dude. She, yeah, it's we like had, an we all had day to buy thing one. sometimes. We had to buy one because she was like, dude, I can't keep making sauce and what we have, it's not big enough. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Lex makes hers pretty quick. Um, takes her a couple hours or like an hour. I feel like it's definitely not an all day thing. Well, like she'll do it in the morning and then we'll just eat whenever. Dude, my mom used to make sauce and put like a bone in it. I don't know yeah. why, but like that's just something you do. Dude, we used to make sauce um, and we'd put like ribs in it. But then eventually, like, it sits for so long, like, the rib bones are just in there. All the meat's falling off. You know what I mean? But they yeah. just have, like, little pieces of, like, like it's, like, shredded up, you know, rib meat in right. your fucking sauce. Money. Oh, man, Bones dude. in there, too. Hit, I don't know. They hit different. That's another I would, thing, I would eat dude, the fucking like, bones. <laughs> when I have... <laughs> just crunching on bones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, uh, when I have my backyard, dude, I'm going to have the meanest fucking grill set up. Like, I want to have a pool, and I want to have, like an outdoor bar like a grill bar yeah with dude. A tv and like i want the whole fucking shebang so my boy aj his dad does construction he does electric but when he he works for the union and the way the union works is it's like you are part of the union and you get hired through a, an electrical company like basically like contractor type deal 
So he's right. been working for this one company forever. But in the winters, it gets slow and he doesn't feel like dealing with them. So he quits, goes like he goes back into like a pool, but he basically makes himself like unactive. And then he just works for his dad and does side jobs. Um, So he's doing what he sent us to snap the other day. And it's like this huge like rock patio, right? And on the left, fireplace that you could have on both sides of the thing right it puts like a wall and then like straight ahead is like what's going to be you could tell because it's like kind of framed out with uh two by fours it's gonna be like grill like a full kitchen like grill like sink um fridge all that shit and then on the right is an in-ground pool and i'm like dude not fucking bad yeah that's like the dream dude and then all i need on top of that is like either like a projector screen that I can just pull down from somewhere and like throw up a sports game or like a TV. That's not going to get like, it's like a waterproof TV or something. A a drop down projector from where he took the picture. That would be literally perfect. Dude. Yeah. Oh my God. I would never leave my fucking backyard. Why would you bro? Especially if you live somewhere where it's nice. Yeah. If there was a way to like have the, have the sides drop down. So you can kind of have it enclosed and have like, a fire but still have the projector screen in the winter you know what i mean yeah dude that's the thing like i want to live in colorado so bad and i want like the seasons because i do miss like the seasons of that but like imagine living in like arizona or like a like nevada or something like that and having like a backyard in the desert where it's just like always warm and you can always like go outside and like have that pretty much yeah but also it gets stupid hot in the summer there yeah, but like we lived in Myrtle Beach, I feel like the oh, dude, it gets way hotter in Arizona. Yeah, but it's a bro. different, it's a different heat though. Like no, the dry it's a heat worse is... heat. It's a hotter heat. You think I dude, do? Do you hear them be... talking? Like when I listen to the fantasy footballers in the summer, they're like, "Yeah, I had to run out to my mailbox because if I walked, my sandals were gonna fucking melt, melt. and stick to the fucking." pavement and i have to like sprint to the pool you get you sprint to the pool and you sprint back inside because everything else will burn your feet you can't stay outside like it's not enjoyable i don't want that in the summer dude give me a tweener give me a myrtle beach yeah dude the myrtle beach isn't like it's just like the heat there's like a disgusting heat though like it doesn't get as hot but you can't walk outside with not okay you can't breathe give me florida or give me cali yeah, I'd take Cali. I just don't want to live in California. That's the thing. Nah, dude, fuck California. Fuck Florida too. Ron DeSantis is like maybe too Texas. Crazy. Uh maybe. It gets real hot there and they got crazy weather, bro. Yeah, they do be getting some crazy weather. Uh, I don't know, dude. Where else could we go? Like what's an yeah. in-betweener that's not like super hot, but also not well, we can do like anything like Georgia, Bama, Mississippi. Those are all like South Carolina, Florida, Saint Georgia, Dino- Georgia, Louisiana. Georgia might not be too bad. I think Myrtle Beach, even South Carolina, but like I think it's just Myrtle Beach is bad because it's so close to the ocean. That's why it's always so fucking humid. What about North Carolina? What about Charlotte area? Yeah, like the suburbs of Charlotte. Dude, I don't know. I just want like. I don't know if I want to live in like a big. If I'm moving to like a big city, it's gonna be New York. Like that's I'm the only big city, city I would. What about yeah. Virginia? I could do Virginia. I think it's Virginia, warm enough. Maybe it's warm long enough there, and it does get chilly, which I like. I don't want. I don't want no chilly. I don't want always nice. I, I want like, a little like chilly. I want like a month and a half of like winter weather. Like well, if I could Jersey just get didn't even fucking get that this year. 
I well, yeah, that's because our planet's fucked. But like, I just want like if the most ideal year for me would be starting in January, we'll go like spring. Like, I want springtime from January to like March, and then from like April to August, I want summer, and then August to like the beginning of December, I want. Or September to the beginning of December, I want fall. And then the whole month of December and maybe like a few first weeks of January can be like winter. That would be the ideal year for me. Like season I think wise. you're right. Like a month and a half, maybe two months of winter. I'm tapped out there. That's that's the maximum I could do. Yeah. The only thing I like about winter is snowboarding. Yeah, facts. But if I'm not on or a mountain, even, I don't care. If I'm not on a mountain, but even then, like, if I wasn't snowboarding and I lived in a place where I could, like, snowmobile and, like, if I have kids, like, take them sledding and stuff. Like, I want to enjoy, like, the snow for, like, I want, like, one or two big snowstorms a year. Give me that and I'll be fine. Yeah, I agree. After, after that, the whole, like, getting dark at 5 p.m. and it being dark, like, for fucking 17 out of the 24 hours a day can fuck off, like. Don't need that. Yep. I wish we could just make our own climate. Why is that not a thing? Scientists, let's get after that. Let's let's fucking let's start working. Fuck making vaccines. Let's start working towards that. Yeah. Let's start making our own weather. How is that not a thing? I think it is a thing a little bit. A little I bit, think, but like I think they control it a little bit. Cause you can control like they I think or that you can alter like the different temperatures in the air and like the fucking different types of pressure and stuff like that. I think I think they're doing it. You think in like you think in like 50 or less years from now we'll have like fully functional like controllable weather like all right like we need rain in this area let's make it rain for this amount of time. Um Yeah, baby, hard. just get James Harden at the strip club. <laughs> <laughs> I I mean, you got a point. <laughs> Um, that would be dope, dude. Because then we wouldn't have to worry about like droughts or wildfires. Yeah, we, and we would know, and also we would know like the exact weather of the exact day. So we'd be like, "Oh, dude, we can't golf Saturday. We know it's gonna rain." There'd be no like, uh, yeah, it's like a scheduled rain day for the crops. Right, right. Maybe we'll or get maybe around we just it have Sunday. It, all... it might be soggy though. Maybe we just have have when we need the rain, we just do it at night. Well, no, because they need sunlight. Like the crops need sunlight while it rains too, don't they? I don't know if it matters if they get sunlight and rain at the same time, which sounds pretty tough to do. Like, it usually doesn't sunshine and rain at the same time. I think they just need both. Yeah, those are rare. Yeah. Sun showers always, like, freaked me out as a kid. Like, it's fucking sunny out. Why am I getting rained on right (laughs) now? (laughs) Exactly. Craziest thing ever the first time it happened. I thought nobody's going to believe me. Like, bro, I'm getting wet. (laughs) Yeah, bro, I'm getting wet and the sun is out. I'm sweating, but this isn't the sweat. This is rain from Dude, the sky. No offense to English people, but like, how did how do you live in England, bro? You never see the fucking sun. Yeah, bro. <laughs> hey, bro. How do you never get any fucking? How do you never get depressed? The sun's never out. I don't know, dude. Quite funny, isn't it? I think you just get real drunk. I mean, as they should, but like, what if you're you not a soccer. drinker? Yeah, they uh, do be. You're a drinker. <laughs> If you live in England, you're a drinker. That's just rules. how it goes. Yeah. Yep. That makes sense. I just like couldn't imagine like not seeing like it being the middle of July and it's just like dreary Rain and cloudy again. and rainy. Yeah. 
That sounds miserable, dude. Yeah, it doesn't sound great. I don't know. Um, speaking of England, you want to talk about Manchester City? Yeah, I do. <sighs> this sucks. So Yeah, it's not ideal. Manchester City, you're getting fucked over financial fair play by the Premier League this time. Last time it was the UEFA Champions League. And the only reason they were able to get away with it with the UEFA Champions League was because all of their infringements were passed, like, basically like a... What's it called? A time, like a time that something. Oh, like statute of limitations. Statute of limitations, yeah. The statute of limitations passed, and um, Champions League couldn't, like, you know, they didn't have authority back far enough for for them to be able to do anything about it. But the Premier League doesn't have that, so apparently they've got City on over a hundred infringements of financial fair play, which I don't understand. I guess it would just be like every single signing. But, like, I don't know, because the rules are you can't spend more money than you make, basically. Right. So, however much money you make, that's how much you're allowed to sign new players for. And apparently they broke that, which makes sense because their owners are rich or the owners are like, fuck it, we're just going to take losses, don't care. We'll use this as a write-off and our team will get better. Right? Like, as like from a business owner's perspective, it's like, all right, um, we're super rich, doesn't matter. We're just gonna, It's literally just a tax write-off if they fucking take a loss in the books, doesn't matter. Right. Um, but yeah, apparently they were cooking the books for a hot minute. So who knows what's going to happen, dude? Nothing is like final. There's just it's just a lot of speculation, and they pretty much said that anything's on the board, including fines, fifteen point deduction this season, games lost, games that have to get replayed, um, stripped of their previous titles, or even fucking expelled from the Premier League. So I don't know, dude. We'll see. That getting expelled from the Premier League to me sounds a little dramatic. Like that would be almost hurting the Premier League. I feel like a hundred percent. It does. I was thinking about this the other day. It does because, like, like I told you, I'm probably not a Premier League fan anymore. If we're being honest, right? Like, yeah, I don't want to root for a shit club, and I don't want to root for you know one of the teams of all the fans that I've hated over the past. You know, however many years as a city fan, right? Well, come to Arsenal. Like, it's the perfect time. See, here's the thing: it is actually the perfect time to be an Arsenal fan, and they've been so bad. I haven't had to talk shit, but it's like ah, I don't really want to do that. That they're probably the most intriguing. But like Chelsea, dude, fuck them and their fans. Fuck Liverpool and their <laughs> fans. Fuck Tottenham, their ass. Like fuck Man United. So then it's like, who, who's left? It's it's Arsenal, and it's like some shit teams that don't really have much of a chance to win a title. Yeah. Leicester City, baby. Like, well, hey, yeah, yeah, that's literally your only hope, right? Where you, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you pick up like a Villa or like a Newcastle United, but they're about in fucking 10 years. They're going to be in the same boat. Same spot, yeah. Um, it's like, oh, they got that oil money. But here's the thing about financial fair plays. There's nothing fair about it because the smaller clubs aren't going to make enough in revenue to be able as to much afford as players. And, yeah. Because here's the thing. Even if you're great and you can sell tickets, like, and you have the best fans in the world, and, like, you get people to your games. If you're not playing at the fucking later stages of the domestic tournaments, if you're not making it to Europa League, and if you're not making it to Champions League, like, you get money for all those games, and you get, like, ad advertisements for all those games. And if you're one of the better clubs, you're going to have more expensive ad advertisements. 
Like, you know what I mean? So you're yeah. always going to make more revenue and you're always going to be able to fucking buy the best players. And if that's the case, then no, it's not really fair because the small clubs don't really have a chance to ever make the big tournaments to, and make more money to then buy better players. You know what I mean? Well, not only that, dude, like even outside of like making domestic tournaments like Champions League and stuff, I'm sure tickets to like a Chelsea or Manchester United game are far more expensive than like a Newcastle or Aston Villa. And that's just like basic Premier or League Leeds games. United. Or Leeds, yeah, like it's probably way cheaper to go to a like Leeds can sell out every fucking game, but they're still not going to make as much as like an average Manchester United game. You know what I mean? Just because yeah. ticket prices are more expensive, they probably make like more on season ticket holders and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Like, forever, dude. So it's like I don't know how you call that fair. Yeah, yeah. Both of them to call that financial fair play when it's like everything but. Yeah, it's like financial fair play, but you're never gonna make enough to be able to spend enough, spend as much as the big clubs. So good luck with your fucking poverty yeah. farm teams, dude. How like? I mean, I know there's like it's like a super complex question, and like there's no real answer to it. But like, how would you go about like fixing it? Like, would you have to do like a salary cap like how there is in the nba or like how how would you See, even fix that because that it's tough there's the, so many leagues like that's worldwide. the most fair way to do it is a salary cap yeah right and then it's like you know spend whatever you want to buy players who cares but their salary can only go so high you know what i mean right. your, your cumulative salary can only go so high that's the most fair way to do it but i guess everybody hates the salary cap too or you just fucking get rid of financial fair play, right? And then you're like, okay, fucking Barca, okay, Real Madrid, okay, Bayern. Pay your dudes fucking billions of dollars in wages. Spend outrageous money to fucking, you know, buy players from other teams. But at the same time, when Newcastle United gets bought by oil, they now Don't can bitch fucking about it. spend the money to buy all the players, just like you did. Right. But I feel like that's also like a but small But then it's like case. you just have to get bought by a fucking billionaire. Right, and it's not like every not every team in every league is going to get bought by a billionaire, you know what I mean? Like that's like right. a very small percentage of teams that that happens to. So still, even then. Yeah, I don't know, dude. And that's the thing. Like it's different with soccer because it's not just one league. You know, it's yeah. like different countries have different leagues, have different regulations and rules. So there's just so much more that goes into it where – Whereas, you know, the NBA, it's like one set league managed and run by one organization where they can make the rules and it's like level across. I mean, that's true for all major sports in the United States, but world soccer is just different. Yep. I don't know. So, I mean, I guess we'll see what comes out of this, but apparently Pep was saying like back in May when they had their fucking UEFA shit, he was like, look, like I asked the board if they did anything wrong. They said no. And I told them that if they lie to me, then I'm out of here the next day. So we'll see. Because then Pep's going to leave. And, like, dude, nobody wants to play for a fucking team that is going to be banned from Premier League. And, like, then, you know, they can't make Champions League or, like. Right. You know, if they get a 15-point point deduction this year, the only way they're in the Champions League next year is if they win it this year. So, I mean, does, I, I mean. I mean, not to pivot, but, like, doesn't that start up soon? Isn't that, I like, it usually, does. like, beginning of February that starts back up? Yeah, I think it does start up soon. Um. I fucking lost my internet action over here, but let's see. Champions League schedule. 
Oh yeah, Round next week. Oh yeah, 16. next week. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Valentine's Day. AC Milan and Tottenham and PSG and Bayern. Damn, I forgot. Dude, it's so weird going from like how many games you have in, in group stage and then it's like instantly to round now of 16 it's two instantly. A day. Yeah. And then Wednesday is Club Bruges and Benfica and Dortmund and Chelsea. You want to make picks since you know they're starting up? Yeah, I'm about it. PSG Bayern's going to be a great fucking matchup, dude. I'm thinking Bayern. I think one of the, one of the big boys at PSG isn't playing. It's either Neymar. No, it's Mbappe maybe. It's no, hurt. Messi. Messi's hurt. Messi's hurt. Hurt his quad. Maybe they're yeah. all hurt. Or his hamstring. I'm taking you're, Bayern. You take Bayern. All right. I I was gonna take. They Bayern also just too, lost to Marseille. PSG. Yeah, they lost to them in a uh, like a domestic cup. It's the only title that Messi hasn't won that he's played in. Dude, and he's gonna leave this wow, summer. That'll actually, be the only one he's never won in his entire career. Is is that like confirmed he's leaving the summer, or is it just like a it's like speculation? But it's like pretty strong speculation, I'd say. I wonder where he's gonna end up. Probably in the MLS. You think like a Saudi club just throws him stupid money like they did to Ronaldo? I think he'd rather go to the MLS. Yo, so you want to hear something crazy? I found out the other day. Yeah. When Beckham came to LA Galaxy, he got like a regular fucking MLS salary deal. So it looked like he was making a lot less money than he would have been. He was making, you know, he took like a huge pay cut technically. But in his contract was he got like 5% of team revenue while he was there. Yeah. Like total team revenue? That's what they said. It might have been profit, but I don't know. But it could have been revenue. But that's it's that it said revenue, but either way. He gets 5% of whatever they make, even if it's revenue or profit. That's a good fucking chunk of change, right? That's a fat chunk of change, dude, for and a full organization. Also written in there was like a deal with the MLS where he could buy an expansion team for 25 k So when he started Inter-Miami, he paid 25 k and I think it was like Nashville was like multiple hundreds of thousands just to get into the MLS. Wow. So he got I... like a super bargain, and then, you know, now he fucking has – Enter Miami is like one of the most valuable teams in the MLS now. Dude, even like for Nashville, like hundreds of thousands of dollars, that still sounds pretty cheap. Is that just because the it's MLS like, isn't as big as like the MLS the is NBA? so small? The, the average pay for an MLS player is like 65 grand. Oh, no, no, yeah, that's really? the minimum. That's the league minimum is 65 grand. But the, like, dude, the league minimum in like the NHL, which I think is like such a poverty league compared to the major ones, is like 700K. Yeah. Damn, dude. That really puts it into perspective of like how how small the yeah. MLS is. They were talking about it on Precedence Eve the other day. They do like this. Uh, it's like the morning talk show of like the the rock station in Philly. Um, yeah. They're talking about like the the league minimums for all like the major sports, and they're like MLS dude, sixty five five hundred. Wow. And yeah, yeah not the, like the NHL, the MLB, um, the NBA. They were all like between like six, seven, eight hundred around there. I think the yeah, NFL ML- is around the same. MLB actually just changed up because of the new CBA. I think it's up to like 800 mil. 800 mil Jesus Christ. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> 800,000. I think it went from 750 or 725 to 800K. Which still like that's, you know, Jesus Christ. Yeah. But that's also MLB. That's not like single A, double A, triple A, whatever. You know what I mean? You got to make Yeah, big and that's the other that. thing, dude. People don't realize like 
I think Major League Baseball is the hardest sport to go pro in just because of how many fucking levels you have to go through to get there. Like it's not like it's not like the NFL, you get drafted on draft day and you're almost guaranteed a spot, like first mm. round or top ten pick, you're like pretty much guaranteed yeah. a spot on the starting day roster. You know how long it takes a first overall pick in the MLB to get there on average? It's like four almost four almost five years. Yeah, dude, that's true. It's just like a longer vetting process, I'll say. And right, like at the end of the day, the field of players that make it to the MLB is is it's you know bigger than some sports and smaller than others, right? Like I'm sure there are more MLB players than there are NBA players. Well, yeah, well, yeah, that's only because right? the rosters so the, are bigger, though. No, right, right, but like, and then it's like you know there are probably more NFL players than MLB players because they carry 53, and hockey and baseball are honestly probably similar. Yeah, I mean, right? MLB is so 40-man like, roster, so that makes sense. When you think about it like that, it's like, okay, like at the top league, like, you know, at the end of the day, there's still only X amount of spots on a professional roster. But the fact that there is such a longer vetting process, it's definitely harder, but I think it's almost like better. Like, you know, you're going to more guys are going to get a chance and like, yeah, it's going to be harder for some guys to get there, but that doesn't mean that it's bad. You know what I mean? Like more guys, like it gives like somebody who like would be like an undrafted free agent. Now they're getting a shot at a fucking, you know, a a lower level NFL league, right. To, to prove themselves for a season or, you know, and like if they do well, then they can keep moving on. And like, if you are drafted number one and you're really that dude, you should make it to the league in a few years. Yeah, that's the thing, though. Like, a lot of first overall picks in the MLB, like, I mean, you obviously got your guys like Bryce Harper and, like, those those level of guys that, right. you know, it's, it's like they've been... Dude, Bryce Harper had, like, LeBron James expectations coming out of high school. And he's, like, I'd say he's, like, lived up to his expectations so far. He's still young. But, yeah. like, a lot of, like, the guys that go in the first 10 picks of the MLB don't just, like, a lot of them. I wouldn't say a lot, but like a a good amount, a surprising amount of them don't even see the MLB like ever. I feel like you would say the same thing about other sports, though. No, well, no, 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 not that they don't see the MLB, but like that they were busts. You know, like you have busts in every sport, but they yeah. probably are. They're probably more common in the MLB. But I think yeah, again, that's it's what just I'm trying like, to say because you give so many more dudes a chance to get there after college. Yeah, and there's definitely more guys that are like. They come from smaller schools that kind of just, like, get drafted. Like, dude, look at, like, MLB. Like, Russell Wilson was drafted by the Yankees. Jameis Winston was was drafted. Kyler in the Murray MLB. was like, drafted. Kyler Murray. Tom Brady was drafted. Like, all these guys that are just, like, like it, I feel like it's easy to get drafted in the MLB because of – I wouldn't say easy because, obviously, like, you know. It's still oh, it's the sport, easiest. The it's easiest. It's the fucking deepest draft. Deepest draft. Easiest to get drafted if you're an athlete. But, like – the whole process of like going through the minor leagues and like, you know, dude, like look at the Yankees prospect system right now. Like some of those guys are top prospects haven't been called up because there's just no room for them on the roster, but like, we're not going to let go of them because they're like awesome prospects and like not trying to trade them because we could use them, but they've literally just hit a roadblock of, you know, Oh, the position you play is filled up. So like, you just have to wait. Like there's nothing you can do. You're MLB ready. but You just have to wait. Yeah. It's just tough, but I forget what our main point. I forget what we were talking about before this. We were talking about PSG and Bayern. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll take I'll take you taking Bayern. I'll take PSG just for the hell of it. 
All right, and then AC Milan and Tottenham. That one's tough. AC Milan's good, dude. They are good. So are Tottenham, and, like, Tottenham, I hate, but they seem to get it done. They fucking beat City. City are fucking five losses in their last five trips to Tottenham Stadium, whatever it's called, and they have zero goals for and seven goals against. Mm. That's a tough go. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so whatever that stadium is. I also despise Tottenham just because of, like, the way that they play the game. And Harry Kane obviously just annoys me, so I'm going to take Milan. Yeah, I'm taking AC too. Um, and then Dortmund Chelsea. That's a good game. Good game, and dude, dude Chelsea's like, made a lot that of additions feels like to their team. Classic Champions League. That yeah, is that's classic. what I was talking about. About financial fair play. You think they didn't fucking just blow it? They just fucking spent over six hundred milli in one month, <laughs> yeah, dude, in one transfer window. <laughs> And it was a small one. It wasn't even the big one. It, it wasn't even the big summer transfer window. It was like the mid-season one. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, like you said, that was a good point. Like, this is like classic Champions League, like, round of 16. Like, not this necessarily like, something like you see in, like, Like, when we do fucking quarters. Champions League randoms in FIFA, randoms this is a great FIFA. matchup. Yeah, yep. Yeah, <laughs> yes, um, That being said, I'm taking Chelsea. Um, I don't yeah. know if Dortmund's really there this year, and I think Chelsea are solid. I think Dortmund's Even though kind of bad in the Premier League. They're like 10. ever since Dortmund got rid of Erling Holland, I think they've kind of been not there. Um, yeah, and I think Chelsea as as like weird of a season that they've had, I think they come out with a win in this yeah. this matchup. Dude, if City get a four, get a fifteen point deduction, they'll be eighth in the league. Liverpool will be ninth, and Chelsea will be tenth. <laughs> That's bad. Like, That's they took bad. fifteen points from us, and we still beaten you. Yeah. Um, and then the one everyone is fucking waiting to see this week, Club Rouge versus Benfica. Uh, that's gonna, dude. Low key though, like I feel like you always have those times where you're watching a Champions League matchup. Like this happened to us in college all the time. We'd have a game on, and then like at like halftime, they'd show you the highlights of like the other match that was happening. And you'd be like, "What the fuck? Why are we watching like, that two, game? <laughs> yeah, this is two two no name teams, but they're fucking balling out right now. It's like three three at half." Um, I could see that game being. It's either going to be like a crazy like three three, or it's just going to be zero zero boring ass football. Yeah, I think it's going to um, be three two Benfica. Yeah, I'm going to take a Benfica. Like I'll say, I'll say one zero Benfica, so that we have both spectrums covered. Got to get them all in our little Pokemon action in here. Got to catch them all, all perspectives. Um, I wanted to look at the Premier League table because Chelsea, dude, they're in a good spot. Chelsea. Or Arsenal, I mean. Sorry about that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude. Arsenal's been... uh, Every time I think that they're going to, like, you know, take a step back and lose or, like, you know, hiccup a little bit, dude, they don't, which is, like, surprising for them because they're usually the team that does. So Arsenal are five points ahead of City, but they've played one less game. Yeah, that's a good spot to be in. Yeah. Five games up with a game in. in hand. Um, they haven't played each other this year. They haven't yet. No, so they still have two games against each other left. So, like, if City oh. were to win both of those, that's a six-point swing. I don't think they will. I think best case scenario for Man City, they win one, draw one. Yeah. Worst case, obviously, they, they lose. If 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 Arsenal sweeps, then I think that's like almost. Uh... Oh, dude! If Arsenal sweeps, the season's over. Yeah. How many games are left? 
Um, City have played 21, so they have 18 left. No, 17 left. Oh, I don't know, dude. That's still like... If yeah, Arsenal they're like sweep, just over like, halfway. If Arsenal sweep, that's still like... There's a lot of ball to be played. Like, this could be like, you know... It's not like they're Yeah, but then like, you're down 11, and they have a game in hand. Uh, that's true. That is a Yeah, when you think about it, like, that is a lot of ground to cover in that amount of games. Yeah. But, dude, I've seen... Like, we've seen crazier things happen with collapsing. Yeah, we have. But if, what if Pep leaves? You know what I mean? When you think he'll leave? You think, you think he'll leave before the season ends if this shit comes out, though? I don't know. I don't think he'd leave his team high and dry like that because the guys on the field. I would hope that he wouldn't, right? Like yeah. the dudes on the I, field I think... didn't do anything to him. And I think he owes it to the guys on the field to finish out the season, and then it's like, okay, now. And I think I think all the guys owe it to one another. Right. Like you know, like now you're free to go, but like finish out the season. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But at the same time, if they were to get like, I mean, if they get expelled from the Premier League, I guess it doesn't matter. But like, if they were to get like a massive points deduction, or like, then that like puts in jeopardy Champions League for the next year and stuff. Like, and like, you know, you're going to leave at the same time. It's like, do you want to risk injury and risk your career for a club uh, that did this and kind of fucked you, like put you in like a shitty spot, like, and then on top of that, what you're playing for doesn't matter, like. Right. You know what I mean? Right. You're just out there to like pretty much collect the the club revenue at that point. Yeah. So like at the depending on what the sanctions are will determine whether or not I think players should play. Yeah. I agree. Um I actually had this thought yesterday when I was watching the um was it the the Sixers played the Knicks last night, right? Or was that two nights ago? Not sure, one of them. Whenever it was, I was watching that game for a little bit and I was like Dude, the Knicks and like Arsenal are like the same kind of like team. Like they've been, they have like history, but they've been ass for so long. But then like, I mean, more so Arsenal obviously than the Knicks is because the Knicks aren't like in first place. But like, they're just like out of nowhere. Like they're starting to like kind of find like themselves a little bit. I think honestly, they are very similar. I think Arsenal is just like a couple years ahead, right? Like they're both like. It's not like Arsenal came out of nowhere. Like, I saw them putting the right pieces together. Like, I thought yep. Sokka was a great signing. I love Sokka. I think he's really good. I honestly, I really liked Ganduzi and I really liked Bellerine. And, like, you know, I don't even know if those guys are still with the club. But, like, you could see them kind of heading in the right direction, right? And I feel the same way about the Knicks, right? Like, I like the Knicks' young core. And, like, I think that the only thing I don't like about the Knicks is Julius Randle's contract. Outside of that, I think everything that they've done has been great. I think they've built really well. Like they just, you know, got Josh Hart and, you know, I think that's, yeah, I, think he's I don't just know how I feel it. about that. I don't know how I feel about that trade though. Like, but what'd you give up? I, uh, I think it was like, uh, a third rounder cam reddish and something else for Josh Hart. And I don't know if we got a pick. Oh, we got, no, we gave up a way. We gave a unprotected first round pick. I think in cam reddish. Mm. For Josh Hart. I think you're right. I don't know how I feel about that trade, dude. Like, Cam Reddish wasn't terrible. Like, he's not obviously, like, the Cam Reddish we thought he would be out of college. But, like, Josh Hart really isn't, like, he doesn't sweep me off my feet either. Well, he's not gonna. But I think that maybe you got to consider, like, hit rate on first-round picks. You know what I mean? And, like, yeah. you get it. The, the thing is, like, a proven commodity. And, like, you kind of know what Cam Reddish is, right? Like, Wherever I don't even know where I think was Josh Hart at New Orleans. Is that where that trade was? That's where New I remember or- yeah. Josh Hart being. Uh, 
Or was he in, in New Orleans or Memphis? Let me see. Um, I thought it was New Orleans. But whatever, whoever's getting him, right? Obviously, they like think that there's value there and potential. And obviously, the Knicks just think that like you've kind of seen what you got in him and and we're going to move on. He's not that guy. So now oh, he was in Portland. Give... Oh, Portland. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So now you're just giving up like, you know, somebody who you don't think is going to develop into that guy and a pick that you don't know what it's going to turn into for somebody who is like a perennial all-star, like not an all-star, but kind of like on that bubble, like definitely like in the upper echelon in the league, but not like, you know, he's no fucking KD. Yeah. And who knows, dude, like he could come over here and just start balling out. If he meshes well with the team, like you, like obviously like you don't know what's going to happen. You, nobody can tell yeah. the future. And also, uh, like if we don't make the playoffs miraculously somehow, like we don't lose that first round pick. So it's not going to kill us if we do like end up tanking this year, which for the Knicks is very much always in the fucking in play. Yeah. Um. So like that's it's not like it's not like uh like when Kristaps got traded, I was like, one that was my boy. Like I love Kristaps Porzingis. Like that was like when I f- first thought the Knicks would be like starting to turning turning things around and like playing well and just like yeah building around him. I like mean, I thought he was our trade, guy. Though. Yeah. No. Like oh dude no. In hindsight, it was a great trade for us. But at the time, I was like low key. I was like fuck, dude. What are we doing? Yeah. Like. But, yeah, this is not one of those trades that's I feel, like, very significantly, like, oh, I love it or, ooh, I hate it. It's just kind of like, eh, yeah, like, we'll see what happens. Well, since we're here, let's uh, talk about some of the other trades. I, I was taking notes when I was at work today, and I didn't have my laptop with me, so I didn't have – I don't have my regular pod doc set up, but I was I put notes in my phone. Dude, craziest NBA trade deadline. In since, a minute, bro. Yeah, since, since I like, can remember. That I can ever remember. Um, But, I mean, my memory is not the greatest, so we're going to, you know, let's take it with a grain of salt. It. Yeah. So Kyrie goes to Dallas. Bizarre. He fucking can requests we, a trade. Gets can it. we talk about Kyrie Irving? Talk, that's that's the whole point of this part of the show. I know, yeah. I know, but like I don't want to just skim over. Like I want to have a conversation about this man. Like All right, what well, are your well, initial what what are your like thoughts on how he like carries himself and like as like an NBA player? Like whatever he does like off the court, I don't really care about, but like I think the way he like just kind of like says he's going to commit to teams and like be like their guy can't stand it, dude. Yeah. He's done that multiple times, right? He did that in Cleveland. He was at like a fucking school, like an elementary school. And some kid was like, are you going to leave us like LeBron did? And he was like, no, dude, I'll be here to her. Not here. Um, Then he goes to Boston and he says like into the microphone in fucking, fucking mid court. He's like, I'll stay here as long as you guys will have me. Not here. Goes to Brooklyn. Says he's going to re-sign with KD if KD re-signs and they'll fucking stick it out. Not there. He didn't like, re-sign either. Um, as, as, so as his like contract an owner, ends at, at the end of the summer. So Dallas is taking a huge fucking gamble trying to get yeah, him. And maybe dude. they're just like, hey, man, let's make a push for the fucking to this year. But it's like... At this point, they're fucked because, I mean, they don't even know how to play defense. They're going to have to score 150 points a night. I wouldn't feel comfortable taking a gamble on Kyrie Irving as, like, an owner or a GM nah, at this point, dude. I think it's a bad trade for Dallas, dude. I think the, the Nets made out well. I think the Nets are fucked overall, but, I mean, I think that's a good trade for their part. Their part. Kyrie is just fucking toxic in a locker room, bro. He is, dude. And it's like, if I'm if I'm the Mavs, like, GM or owner, if I'm Mark Cuban, right? I know that Luca's our guy. Like he might be the face of the NBA if he's not. But he already. might be pissed. He might be like, "Dog, 
Are you kidding me? I've been out here balling and fucking working my dick off, and I got no help. Nothing. You brought me Kyrie Irving, who's basically me, but not as or just as good. Right? right, like they're the same player. They're both really nice on offense. They're both like guys that like need to have the ball, and they both don't play defense. So yeah. they're getting two of the same player. It's a, I saw something on ESPN the other day that I thought was interesting. Uh, Luca has the most points in the NBA in the first quarter, like per game. Like on, he scores like eleven point something per first quarter, and that's the most in the league. His highest two quarters are the first and the third. His highest scoring quarters. Kyrie scores the most in the league in the fourth quarter. It's like nine points something, and his two highest are the second and the fourth. It's like you just fucking swap these guys out and run fucking four defenders out there with them. Yeah, for real though, <laughs> dude. <laughs> that is great. Dude, Kyrie's a point guard, right? I believe so. And so and is Luca. Luca. I thought Luca was a shooting guard. Oh, uh, you might be right. I don't know. Yeah, he could I be think point you're right. Guard. But like, either way, dude, when they're on the court together. It's going to be tough because they both like to have the ball and I don't know how they're going to work together and they're not going to play defense, dude. And like, dude, I just don't see, obviously like who knows, like I've said, they've, they're two great, fantastic basketball players, but like, they're the, like you said, they're the same player. I don't, I don't understand how that's going to mesh well, like on the court, like KD and Kyrie obviously is different because, you know, I feel like Kyrie kind of understands that Katie's going to be the guy like running the court on offense yeah. and and Kyrie's going to be, it's like when but LeBron Katie and also Kyrie play play off together. the ball, right? Katie it's plays different. off LeBron's the ball. a passer. It's, um, I wanted to talk about this because, you know, LeBron just broke the fucking all time scoring record. And I saw a quote from him saying about like, Oh, like now you have to mention me, like feeling like disrespect about not being mentioned as like one of the greatest shooters of all time. And I'm like, well, so I watch uh, PTI pretty much every day. And Michael Wilbon was like saying he was talking to LeBron on the phone and he was like, it's funny. Cause like I've, I came into the, like, I've always been a passer first, right? Like that's always been my thing. I've never really been a scorer, but now you're like feeling shade that you're not spoken with in like the category of the best shooters ever, but like he's not, he's only got one, one scoring shoot- title in, in his life, right. In his career. And it's like, he's not one of the best shooters ever. He's not. That's not disrespectful. He's one of the best basketball players of all time, and he's by far the most consistent and the most steady basketball player of all time. Yeah, he's like a five-tool player in baseball, dude. He has like a little bit of everything, but he's not yeah. like Steph Curry type of shooter. Dude, he leads. He has the most all-time assists and the most all-time points. Like you're, he's amazing. He's like he's so good at everything. So, so like to a certain extent, him being a great rebounder and great at uh, like a great great passer and like distributor, and getting all the assists, plays great defense, great defender, too. right? And they just being a great all around like team player and like such a good leader. That's gonna take away from. It's not gonna take away, but it's not. It's not gonna make your shooting stand out as much. Right. Meanwhile, because if you you're do Ray Allen, so well. or if you're JJ Redick, or if you're you know KD, even. Those are just like, like you know, Ray Allen and J.J. Redick, they're, they're shooters. They're fucking three-point shooters. Steph's Pure. a three-point shooter, right? Mm-hmm. That's like what they do is shoot the fucking ball, and they and they make it. Um, KD is like a pure scorer. Like when, like when you talk about just like one of the best pure scorers of a basketball, it's KD. Right. Like LeBron is like, you're like, oh, he does everything. And like, you know, maybe it, it hinders his like, you know, rankings as a shooter or like a scorer. But like that's never really been his thing. Like he can be that if that's what his team needs. But he's, you know, yeah, he's just the ultimate five-tool player. Yeah, dude, and it's like I don't understand why, like, 
I don't know. I mean, I can't speak for the guy, obviously, but like, why would you want to be known more of as like the best shooter of all time rather than like the best basketball overall basketball player of all time? He did say that too recently. He's like, I think honestly that I'm like, you know, the best basketball player that there's ever been. Like, I don't think there's anybody that's ever played basketball all around better than me. Yeah, I would I would agree with that, dude. dude I think, at this point, I would, dude. I, like, I mean, it's interesting. So it reminds me a lot of the Peyton Manning Tom Brady debate. There's been a lot of talk about that with Brady retiring, right? And it's like I've heard a lot of Tom Brady is like the best winner, but he's also been surrounded by a lot of great talent, great defenses, great coaches, right? And then I, I it was some this old head, I don't even know his name, and he was like, dude, but like Peyton Manning is the best regular season quarterback I've ever seen in my life. Like there's nobody that's just like a better like passer, blah blah blah. He was like, and Dan Marino is the best postseason quarterback I've ever seen like, in my life. Like like there's nobody better in the postseason who I'd rather have, like in, in those big games. He was like, Tom Brady has won everything and he has all the records, but he's not the best like player at that position. He just was in the best circumstance. And Stephen A. Smith was like, I was about to go off on you, but like the more you talk, the more like I agree with you. And I was like, this brother's really saying something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes. And I was like, you know, true. but it's similar, right? Like Peyton Manning might be a better quarterback than Tom Brady was a quarterback. And he might've been like, just like, you know, obviously better like in the regular season, but a didn't have the longevity and B didn't win the titles. And Jordan, it's like kind of same deal. He might be Jordan's like Brady. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, a winner, like, a guy has, like, the All-Pros, has, like, you know, the fucking Super Bowl, the NBA Finals, MVPs, like, has all the titles. I, I, Jordan was amazing, not taking anything away from him, but he's, I mean, he doesn't do everything as well as LeBron does, except when. I mean, also, like, I mean, you could say this for both guys, too, because I know LeBron's been on a bunch of super teams before, but, like, dude, the Bulls team, the 96 Bulls, Arguably so good. the greatest the Bulls, basketball team of all time. Yeah, the teams that the team that the, the teams that Jordan won with were really good. Like you watch the last dance, you're like, oh, this team was sacked. Like, they had Scottie Pippen, who was like a top five player in the league, at the worst top ten. Like you can't even argue me on that one. Yeah. And then like you have like Dennis Rodman and like, you know, the rest of the team. They had they had like the players, the role players around him that made them great as a squad. Yeah. And like I said, LeBron's been had his fair share of super teams, but He's got the overall, like, just all around, like, physicality and greatest basketball, like, like IQ, I would say. And just, like, the longevity, dude. Like, he's been in the game for so fucking long. Dude, so LeBron at 38 right now just broke the scoring record and is fucking still balling and is still probably a top 10 player in the league. Michael Jordan at 38 was fucking retired and coming back from fucking baseball playing for the Washington Wizards. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember when, like, uh, whenever Vince Young retired and he's like... You know, he's kind of getting up to this age. I think he retired when he was 38 or 39. And he was like, I got one more in me. And it's like LeBron's out there. Like, he's still like a top top 10 player in the NBA. And he's balling. And he's not like, he just doesn't look like he's slowing down, dude. Like, he's obviously not the same. Like, the Vince prime Young, LeBron the quarterback? was. Not Vince Young. Vince Carter. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Vince Young. Different. I actually... That hit my mind because I watched a video on Vince Young on YouTube at like 2 a.m. the other day. <laughs> I was like, I thought that dude, like, I don't think he lasted till 38, 39 in the Vince league, Young, bro. I got one more in me. No, his whole <laughs> shebang was like not lasting after his one good year. I liked Vince Young. He's a Texas yeah. boy. I was, I was a Texas fan in high school. He hit the he hit the cover of Madden, Madden like 08, I think it was, and then just downhill ever since. Who do you this, play for, Tennessee? 
Tennessee. I, that's the well. He, played, like for the, he I, played for the Eagles too. Did you know he that? Did yeah, yeah. I feel I like I remember that. watching Vince Young playing for Tennessee at my uh, neighboring town's firehouse because, like, my aunt and uncle were like high up in the firehouse. They were like Chiefs after then, but they were always like a part of it. So we go do shit there. I feel like I remember watching them there playing pool. Yeah, he uh, he played for the Tennessee Titans. Got hurt after he was on the Madden cover, and then like pretty much ever since then, he was either just the like Madden bad curse. or just always hurt. That's what the video was on. It was like, how true is the Madden curse? And it was like a 20-minute breakdown of every athlete that's been on the cover of Madden. And like I think it was like 23 out of the 26 or 27 Madden covers have like either been fucked. Like AB, when he was on the cover, like his whole shit went down and his career pretty much was like over after that. And there's just been a bunch of players that got hurt or like have just like retired or just like gone off the fucking deep end like it's it's actually kind of crazy dude interesting aaron hernandez was he ever on the cover no hmm. his career dude, went down his, his his life went down well i'm sure he did too <laughs> yeah oh man have you been seeing <laughs> have you have you been seeing those uh oh you have because we talked about this last week but those like nfl script memes yeah dude but, it's funny did you see what I sent you on Instagram yeah, the next yeah, day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were like, talking you on here. called it, dude. Yeah. You called it. And it was like the next day, and it was just like the scroll through of like all the best scroll ones. Scroll through of all the responses, yep. Um, I saw this one on TikTok, and it was like, uh, you know that video of Elmo where he's just like, his eyes are wide open, and it's like the creepy music is playing, and it's just like zooming in on him? Yeah, yeah. And it was Aaron Hernandez when he reads the 2016-2017 NFL script. <laughs> I was like, bro... Is that the year Jesus. that he killed himself, or is that the year I that saw, he went to jail? Uh, I don't because which would be worse? Right. Which year would be worse? <laughs> I think it was the same year. Ooh, tough scene. Um, I don't even know if that was the right year. I was around that time, but yeah. Did you watch his documentary? Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, that was good too. Interesting for sure, dude. To was say the fucking, least, you got to be an asshole to do what he did, dude. I mean, obviously, like killed somebody, like you're an asshole, but like, yeah. dude, you're in such a good position, like. It's the same thing, uh, you know, did you see the whole thing with John Morant about how Shannon Sharp, like, kind of went off on him? He's like, bro, you're not thug, like, you're not hard, why, like, you're a superstar in the NBA, why are you acting like this? Like, you got away from, like, that life, and, like, people in that life would want to have the life you have now, so, like, stop acting hard and stop acting thug. And it's like, dude, that, like, I see that shit. Like, John Morant, like, acts so thug and, like, yeah. so hard on Twitter. And well, did you like, see dude, the thing about apparently, like, his people got into a scuffle with jazz players and then they fucking followed him in the SUV and there was like a laser pointed in the jazz player's car and they thought it was like attached to a gun or something. Oh fuck. I didn't know it was all that. I yeah. just saw that. They got and Jaw was like, Jaw was like, nah, like I wasn't in that car. Like I'm not responsible for them. And it's like, well, yeah, but they're still your people. So you kind of got to re- reel those boys in. Reel those boys in. Those Memphis boys basketball. different. Yeah, I guess <laughs> so. young God Dolph out here. <laughs> RIP. RIP my mans. Just but like he, he was wilding, bro. He was wilding. Young Dolph. Nah, that wasn't fucking Young Dolph. That was getting chicken and waffles. That was PNB Rock. Oh, you're right. You're right. Damn, I yeah. forgot about PNB Rock, dude. We lost so many fucking rappers this year. Like this past yeah. year. Jeez. Yeah, Young Dolph died like less than a year after I heard him at Rolling Loud, and I was like, "This dude's nice. I'm gonna start listening to him." Psych. Like, <laughs> Mac Miller, he's gone too. R.I.P. R.I.P. Oh man, don't I? You know, I wasn't thinking about him and his death at all once today. 
You just had to say. Oh, there you go. Yo, I saw a video the other day, and it was Mac Miller playing uh, "Once a Day" on piano, and like I love that song. I don't even remember, I don't even know which album that's off of. It's either "Swimming" or "Circles." It's one of them, but that's like one of oh, my favorite Mac Miller songs, dude. Yeah, uh, I remember. And I saw distinctly. it was him. It was him playing piano, and I was like, oh, I was like, I've never seen this before. I was like, honestly, I think I've only seen videos of Mac Miller doing covers. Like when he plays piano, it's always him covering another song. And yeah. I'm like, oh, I love that shit. Like it's nice. He's just like playing, having fun. But it was him doing his own song, and I really hadn't seen that before. Dude, and, like, I just maybe I, like, a, remember... like, got a video of a concert, but like not like it was just like him in his house playing. And I was like, That's yeah, good. yeah, I know that exact video. I distinctly remember Nick Ferlenza like watching that with me when that video like first came out, and I think it was like right before Swimming came out. It was like around that time. Um, could have been it, it might have been on swimming i don't even remember which album it was on um and he was like he kind of like changes the lyrics it was like right when him and ariana grande broke up and he kind of like changes that one bar to like cut out like or like add her name in or something like that i didn't know that i don't know i remember i i forget i forget what exactly he said but like i think it might be on circles Um, let's see. No, I might have just made that up. Mac Miller once a day. Uh, no, I think it is on circles. Yeah, I remember first, like, when I first listened to that album and it was first coming out, like, that was probably my favorite. Yeah, I, uh, dude, so the night that Circles came out was the same exact night that Eminem dropped Music to be Murdered by. And I, I was I was living in um fucking uh uh what's that what's Monarch with Doobie? Mm. And it was midnight. I was laying in bed, I had my headphones on because I knew that um we were getting all this music. And I started listening, I was like, alright, I'm gonna listen to M first because I'm I feel like I'm gonna like actually like like Max music, I knew it was gonna be sort of like swimming where I could just like vibe to it and I wouldn't have to like yeah. listen to decipher bars. So yeah, it's like, easier to listen to when you're tired. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, all right, I'm going to throw on M first and I'll like, you know, do as much as that as I can do and maybe like see how much I get through it and then like maybe save Mac for tomorrow when I'm like vibing or like for, in the car or something. So I got like, I think I got like six or seven songs deep into the Eminem album and I was like, I was loving it. Like, I, I remember when that album came out, I was like, this might be my favorite Eminem album. Like, this shit is it's awesome. good, dude. It's M so hasn't good, fucking dude. lost a step. He really hasn't. But then I threw on circles, dude. And I remember like I was vibing. I was vibing. And then that song Blue World came on where it's like, it's a blue. And then like it dropped. It's like, and it has like that, like electro kind of like feel. And I was like, dude, the hair on my arms like stood up and I was like, oh, this is fucking sick. I felt like I was on a roller coaster, dude. Yeah, that was like that's the most awesome. distinct memory of that album. Like the first time listening to that album, I have. Yeah, I, think I, I ripped a few jeeps or I hit some work. dabs before it too, which was as you should. Yeah. Um, you want to talk about the rest of the NBA trades that I got here written down? Yeah. What else we got? Oh, KD got traded to the Suns. Oh yeah, I saw that for um, uh fucking a bunch of players plus a bunch of picks. Four first rounds, right? Four, Four first, first rounders. Round I think Macal Bridges went and um, Jay Crowder went, and I think somebody else. Yep. But they already traded Jay Crowder back across the country, somebody else, for some picks. 
like five second rounders. I think they got back. So Jay Crowder got traded in the KD trade and then got traded back. No, got traded somewhere else. Oh, oh not to really? Phoenix to somebody else. Yeah, for five second rounders, I think. Huh. So they got four first rounders in the KD trade and five second rounders for Jay Crowder. So they basically got fucking McCall Bridges, somebody else, five second rounders, and four first rounders for KD. That, dude, the Nets are going to be loaded when it comes draft time. Hey, fine with me because the fucking Sixers are good now. So less competition in the East right now. The yeah. Better. Also, as a Knicks fan, like I got, you got to just love seeing like your crosstown rival kind of just like yeah. being like, dude, they were talking the about all are their ASL, fans. They're not winning shit. The Sixers. Yeah. I they know blew a twenty-one got... lead to the Knicks, but like two <laughs> yeah. weeks earlier, they blew a twenty-one lead, twenty-one point lead to the Magic. Booty fucking cheeks, and they just lost to the Celtics. So. I'm out on the Sixers. Well, they're fucking fair, fine. The, to be fair, the Celtics are good. Like, yeah, they're, they're the top team. team in the East, but that's who you got to beat to get to the finals. That's fair. And then, you know, you get to play fucking Chris Paul, Devin Booker, KD, somebody else, and DeAndre Ayton. So, yeah, enjoy. Dude, the Suns are, you know what I mean? If they the might Suns be... don't win the title, it's kind of a bust. Yeah, yeah, for sure. They can they can chill for, for a little bit. Um Right, like it's not like Kyrie and Dallas, where like you're probably not going to have them together next year because Kyrie's going to leave for a bigger contract, and then Luca's going to be like, "Fuck this organization for not surrounding me with shit and fucking my career." I'm leaving too, and Jason Kidd is like, "Fuck you guys." Oh my god, I'm leaving too. If Luca somehow ends up in a Knicks uniform, dude, I that would make me the happiest I think I've, I will ever be as a Knicks fan. Like I love Luca Doncic, dude. Luca would be good as a Nick because the Knicks are good defensively. Yeah, and if we bring him in, dude, he just starts being a scoring machine. That's like a perfect fucking formula for a good yeah. winning team, dude. You're not wrong. Is Luca's Luca's contract is up this year? After this year? It's this year or next? Let's bring him in, dude. He's got to be. I'm gonna look that up actually. So then we got uh, Russell Westbrook goes to. The Jazz, right? Utah? Yeah. Yeah. Russ goes to Utah. Mike Conley goes from Utah to Minnesota. And D'Angelo Russell goes from Minnesota to L.A. So, I mean, that should help L.A. Like, I feel like D'Angelo Russell's better than Russell Westbrook. I feel like that dude's ass right now. Yeah. So, I mean, that should help. Hopefully, like, provide some shooting to that team. But, I don't know. Lakers are still – it's not got a long ways to go. They're fucking five games behind – Five or below five hundred. They got a long um, Luca's, ways to go to even make the playoffs. Luca's contract isn't up until the twenty six twenty seven season. Twenty summer of twenty twenty one, he agreed to the full thirty percent rookie max extension, five years, two hundred fifteen million. Hmm. Tough scenes. Yeah, guess he's not going to be a Nick anytime soon. Nah, Josh Hart to the Knicks. We talked about Thibault gets traded. Um. He's going to Portland, and the Sixers are getting some bull from fucking Charlotte. He averaged 10 points for Charlotte. Don't care. Not excited about that, honestly. Um, you averaged 10 points for one of the worst teams in the league. Okay. You yeah. weren't even there their best, and you played for the worst yeah. team in the league. I'm not, yeah. not excited. And the last thing I got on here, Bo Mamba. Or maybe, you know, better referred to as Mo Bamba. Mo Bamba. <laughs> he is, uh, he's going to the Lakers. I didn't see all the trade details. Mo Bamba to the Lakers? Really? Yeah. Wow. He's replacing AD because AD didn't even fucking get excited when LeBron broke the record. He sat his ass on the bench. He couldn't care less. 
AD? Yeah. What's he, Everybody, what's he salty about? I don't know, dude, but uh, I, didn't, I guess you didn't see the video. He was like right on that possession when Braun was bringing the ball up. He was like he was like walking to the bench, like just walking in front of people, sits down on the bench, and then Braun hits a shot. Everybody starts going crazy, and he's just sitting there. Do you think it's because of like, oh, this has turned into like the Braun show and not about like winning championships? I think that's why. That's why it would be for me. If I was upset, for, yeah. it would be because like we got a game to win and like we are, you know, five games below 500 and we got a fucking game to win here. And now we're going right. to have a fucking stop and have a fucking 30 minute TV episode with 10 seconds to go in the third quarter. Upset about it. Maybe we can win this game. Yeah, I'm sure if the Lakers were like the three or four seed and like they had a winning record. I'm sure AD would have been like lit about different. it. You know what I mean? Yeah, they got to make the playoffs. So but, they got I mean, to. Dude. They got to. And then at that point, you're like, all right, win and you're in. And if you have LeBron and AD, and if you're healthy, you got a shot. Right. I don't know. Yeah, man, that's like the Lake. So. That's the Lakers formula at this point, dude. Like, win and you're in. You got LeBron and AD. You have a shot. Yep. That's um, all you can really ask for at this point. But at the same time, it's like. They, I, or I was. This is what I was gonna say. I don't know why I said it at the same time. It doesn't make any sense right here. But um, LeBron was saying he was like, I think I could win a cha- help any team win a championship. So I don't think he's like set on I staying in LA. You know what I mean? Like I think he'd be kind of cool with leaving and going see somewhere that? where he could actually win a championship. But then on the other hand, it's like he's done the the fucking. He's been in Hollywood. He's produced a couple movies. He's got fucking come to New York. But he maybe he wants to make movies. Yeah, I mean, hey, his and fucking he's also movie, fucking, uh, that he just made was great. He's also fucking taking a lot of uh, responsibility and bringing players into that franchise, and it hasn't worked. So I feel like he's a little, I feel like he's a little bit indebted to the Lakers, um, because of like how much of like a front office role he's taken. But I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think his uh, he might have said that just because I think he wants to play with his son at some point when Bronny gets yeah. uh, drafted. I think I he think does too. I think that's really like his last thing on his bucket list of like NBA bucket list. Like, I want to play, play with my boy. Play a season. Play a season with my son. Yeah. And I mean, dude, if he does that, they're going to be so good. Dude, yeah. Because that's going to be thing. fun to watch, dude. Like, if you're a dad, you want your child to be the best at whatever they do. At least that's kind of how I'm approaching fatherhood, right? I want right. my kid, whatever they like, I want you to be the best at it. I want you to be the fucking Kobe Bryant at it, right? Like, grind at that motherfucker and just, and just be amazing. Make right. it so that, like, nobody can deny how good you are and you can do the thing that you love and that you're good at for the rest of your life and get paid to do it, right? No matter what it is, right? If you're a fucking tattoo artist, if you make. Whatever, if you make something, if you fucking make music, whatever you do, just be amazing at it so that you can, nobody can say that you're not, you know, at least somewhere near the top. And if you give it that kind of effort, you're going to get something. You'll get there. Right. Um, so like, that's what Bron's going to do for Bronny, right? It's like, if he, if LeBron's fucking 40, 41 and Bronny is 20 coming into the league and they're on the same team, he's going to be like, all right, like, let me give you that kind of mentality your first year in the league. Let's grind like crazy. And that's going to turn into Braun grinding like crazy at 40, 40 41 years old. Right, dude? dude? Yeah. That like, would be fun to watch, dude. That would be so fun to watch. He would so be so watch. good. He would be so much more dedicated to the sport. And not even he wouldn't even be dedicated to basketball. He would be dedicated to his son 
being dedicated about basketball, basketball. or to basketball, yeah. right? So it's like he's doing it like for his son, but as a byproduct, he's going to be one of the best fucking players in the league at forty-one or forty-two years old, whatever it is. And dude, that that almost makes like that's almost like a passing of the torch. Like, what if that motivates Bronny to be like, oh shit, like if this, right, this is what got... it takes, I got to put that in every summer so I could like yeah. live up to my dad's I'm expectations. Sure, I'm sure he's already got like that mentality. Like, yeah. LeBron is your Apparently, father. Apparently, you his you know I mean? his little brother is fucking better than him. Bryson. Yeah, apparently kids really? got fucking stupid hops. He's he's really good. Apparently, hmm. I haven't seen as much like highlight tapes about him. He's way more under the radar. But I just saw like, dude, you think Bronny's good? This kid's gonna be. Even but dude, better. that's the thing. Like, so when like Lamelo, when the Ball brothers were coming up through high school and stuff, I feel like there was so much hype because of uh, like all of like the mixtapes that you saw on on Twitter and like YouTube and all that stuff. Like, it was like built hype like they went out of their way to hype themselves up and yeah. not even themselves but like just everyone was hyping them up these these lebron kids like they don't really need that because they're already lebron's kids so it's like That's they're true. just gonna the same they're just like gonna, Wade. yeah dude yeah they're just gonna fucking be themselves and like let their game speak for who they are and that's like you know yeah they they have the best fucking coach and like what they need it's not like they need to like outsource to oh we need to go to go to this school to get here and like was that uh Leangelo? I remember he went like a crossover to like Asia to play and like the Asian league or yeah. whatever. Like yeah, they're yeah. not gonna need to do that, dude. They got fucking LeBron James coaching them not only in basketball. Yeah, not but LeVar. In life. Yeah. Um it's interesting because you think you look and think about like what LeBron came from, you know what I mean? And then you think about oh, what his kids are coming from. Dude, so polar opposites, but still gonna be like the best in their classes. Yeah. You know? Yeah top yeah like different mentalities growing up probably at the worst yeah way different circumstances did you Um, see uh did you see the tweet i sent and fucked the other night i don't know what was it uh hold on let me try and find it i'm sure i did Uh, it says says, lebron's dad drunk in a bar right now telling people that's my boy no one believes him (laughs) yeah i I actually saw that on the timeline before you sent in i was like that's funny as shit dude (laughs) it's so true I saw I, remember, I saw somebody in the bar one night in Philly. One of the there's two bars in Philly called Irish Pub, um, and they're on the same street. One's like you know <laughs> the fourteen hundred block, and one's like the twenty five hundred block, and that's the only difference. Uh, I mean, they're different on the inside too, but they're just right. Irish Pub. That's it, and they're on the same <laughs> fucking east to west street. Yeah. Um, and so I'm at one of those, and this fucking dude is telling me about how like. TJ McConnell was like his cousin or something. I was like, dude, I fucking love TJ. Blah, blah, blah. I did. I did love TJ, dude. He was a scrappy motherfucker. But like, that wasn't your fucking cousin. Or he said it was like his brother-in-law or something. He was related to him somehow. And I was like, oh, that's dope. I was like, I fuck with DJ. But like, I legitimately did. But I was like, I mean, I was just drunk. But now like looking back, I'm like, that wasn't his fucking cousin, dude. Uh, dude, I feel like you just saw me has... get hyped for this fucking white boy hustling, and you were like, "I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna oh, tell him really." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny as fuck. Uh, is that all, is that things. it? Is that it for the NBA though? That's all I got Did for the NBA. All the major ones? All right, hop into the next bit. I'm gonna rock a piss real quick because I gotta. I haven't pissed in like three hours. All right, what do you want to talk about next? What do we got? What's what's on? What's next on our list? Um. We got some NFL stuff, and we got some random shit, and uh, we got let's some get, MLB things. Let's get into our Super Bowl talk before it gets to like the end of the episode. 
You know what I mean? So it's not like the last thing we talk about. So like people are still listening. They don't have to listen to the last fucking get to the last part of it to hear us talk about the birds. Well, why not? Maybe they want to stay forever. Maybe that's how we get them. To well, stay they better. Forever. I know Mayo does. Mayo, I know you'd be listening to our shit, dude. And fucking shout out to you because shout you're out like, Mayo. Because we like were like tops fan, on bro. his fucking. We were yeah, like one of the bro, top we podcasts on, on his we, Spotify Rap. We, we were on Mayo's Spotify Rap. That's how you know it's real. That's love, brother. That is All right, love. Um, fine. I'll talk about the Eagles then. And go enjoy your piss. All right. Push really hard. Make it fast. All right. Maybe you'll hear it. I hope so. Um, so, all right, we got, uh, the birds, the birds game coming up. I'm gonna see if I can mute Johnny. I can, like, hear myself coming through his fucking guys. So, we got the birds game coming up. Obviously, we got Super Bowl, Kansas City Chiefs. This one's gonna be nice, and, like, I don't know how it's gonna play out, right? Like, there are a couple different ways this game could go, and I want Johnny to hear about it, so it's tough he's not here. But, I mean, I did, I did throw a bet in Travis Kelsey to win MVP, um, we'll see how that goes. Was that um, a record-breaking piss or what? That was quick, bro. For someone that really had to, <laughs> had to fucking let it go, that was quick. Dude, I forgot. You said, you said push really hard, so I like actually tried to push really hard. And you I shit was like, yourself. This, this Loki kind of feels weird. I almost farted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forgot that. Also, you had a bathroom like in your thing. In I your, can see. In, I'm like, literally right looking at my toilet right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like less than five feet away. Yeah. It's probably about five feet. As, um, honestly, dude, you might be right on the fucking head with that five foot. I think it's uh, like six and a half. <laughs> you think? All right, I'll measure it and let you know. Okay. Um, but so there's like a lot of different ways that this game could go. I was talking to AJ about it. Um, and like, it's possible that our defense shows out, right? Bird's defense goes crazy and we can just run the ball on offense because we were talking about like who was going to win MVP and stuff. And he was saying, like, Jalen Hurts would probably, like, you know, have, like, three or four total touchdowns between running and passing. And I'm like, I don't know, though, because, like, I can see worlds where, like, the Eagles as a team run for three or four, and Jalen Hurts only runs for one of them. And, like, that's all we need to do because we're good enough on defense. But it's fucking Pat Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Andy Reid, and that Chiefs offense. So they could also put up 30-plus points, and then we have to fucking air it out to even have a chance to win. Yeah, uh, I know there's only one certain about this game, and it's the over on the Jalen Hurts 0.5 rushing TDs, and that's only because it's going to be a fucking QB sneak on the on the goal line. Like, yeah, the Eagles. I feel like the Eagles at least once a game get that fucking goal line opportunity where it's like everyone in the world knows the QB sneak is coming. Apparently, the Eagles are going to win 37 to 34, and it's going to be a fucking thriller. According to the script. Yeah, that's what the script says. Yeah. Ah, we'll see. Something you know. got leaked that said it was thirty-seven to thirty-four, and the odds for that exact score went to plus twenty-five thousand to plus eight thousand. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm still gonna bet it. Yeah, I mean, plus eight thousand is still great. You know what I mean? Um, but now I feel like now that it's leaked, they're probably like, all right, now well, now we gotta switch it up. Yeah, we can't be exactly the same. Yeah. Waldo sent me something that predicted every Super Bowl winner for the next however many years. I saw that, and they predicted the Eagles for this year. The Eagles this year, and then it was the Bills, and then the Jags, and then the Bengals. And then the Bengals, yeah. I saw that. Yeah, it was like, this is going to be our Super Bowl. This is who's going to win the Super Bowl for the next 10 years. And it had everyone right so far with Eagles, Bills, Jags, Bengals. See, the only thing I don't like about the list is it's not Eagles twice. Not back to back, but like it's not Eagles, Bills, Eagles, Bengals. 
That's what I want out of this team. I want us to win this year. You know, maybe we have some hangover stuff, some injuries next year. Here's the thing. If we I win, want this team to prove that they're like a legit dynasty, dude. That's if what we I want. win, I'd be okay with Jason Kelsey retiring. Yeah, but also and that's going to hurt. That's going to hurt us bad, though. I think that Jason Kelsey has two to three more good years in him. If he wants to, maybe he's done with football, right? I don't think he. I is. think if I think if he wins, he might be though. That's the thing. If but you also win, the maybe other you end on top, go out. The on other top. thing is though, like if he wins, they have this podcast right now that's like the top sports podcast, like out of all of sports podcasts right now. If they win and he retires, that might take a little bit of steam off of their podcast because it's like most of their content is them talking about their weekly games and. Yeah. Like that's what's like yeah. interesting to everybody, or, you know what I mean? Or he retires and he has more time to put into the podcast. He can spend more time creating, you know, content, getting into the fucking weeds like getting players. He still can talk about the sport and he's still going to obviously watch it and can like break down stuff with Travis, you know what I mean? So I I think that like I don't think the podcast necessarily will be hindered, but I think it is possible that it might lose a little luster if he's not on the field every week. Yeah, because a lot of like the fun like um bits or like stories that he does is like stories from like the game. Like you'd be like, Oh yeah, like this is yeah, a but touchdown he's got celebration so many that stories. I hit. Yeah, that's oh, true. Oh yeah, that fucking the rock drum. That fucking yeah. I, I just, just wanna, wanna block, 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 block. Yeah, yeah dude. <laughs> Um, it's funny, dude. The first time I saw that dance was like two weeks earlier and it was Lex's sister doing it when we were fucking going out to eat. And I'm like, bro, you're, you're whack. First of all. And then I saw Jason Kel- and then I started seeing it a lot. And then I saw Jason Kelsey do it and they got Barstool Philly has a t-shirt and it's fucking Jason Kelsey doing the dance. And it's, I just want to block. <laughs> I'm like, bro, that's money. That is money, dude. I didn't even put like, I didn't even think like. I just want to block. That's the perfect fucking t-shirt line. Right? I just want to black, black, black. And then I saw somebody said that that song is the new Philadelphia anthem, not Dreams and Nightmares. Yeah. I don't know, dude. Bold, brother. That That is is bold, bold, dude. This song is, is like, very immature in its uh, growth. Yeah. Maybe I mean, it, maybe it could get there, but it's, it's never going to be there for me. It's been and... out for a while, but like it's not dreams and nightmares. Like when I think of Meek Mill, I think of dreams and nightmares. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you think of fucking literally the Philadelphia Eagles balling the fuck out in the Just NFC fucking... Championship game and the Super Bowl. Yeah, facts, dude. That's bold take. But like, hey, I'm not I'm not shutting the door on it possibly being dude, the next dream. You're at Xfinity but... Live, and they fucking start blasting dreams and oh nightmares to the speakers, dude. bro. Like, you're going to wild out. They start blasting I Want to Rock. It's different, bro, because, like, I Want to Rock is, like, TikTok-y. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's trendy yeah. and it's catchy, and, like, that's kind of where it's going to sit for me. Where Dreams, Dreams and Nightmares, and Nightmares was, never, was that. never like that. No. And then it, it, but it's always been, like, the Philly anthem. Yeah. Yep. I don't know. I agree. Maybe it's I just, agree. Maybe I'm just an old curmudgeon. That's like that's like that's like the fucking Yankees fans like with start spreading the news and then like some fucking lousy vert song comes out like is this the new Yankees anthem? Like no shot, dude. We're spreading the news, dude. What do you think? <laughs> start spreading the news. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um but I think birds this weekend if they want to win, they need to get off the field on third down. Yes, 
that um, is going to be like the focal point of our defensive yeah. like strategy. I feel like. Yeah, third. I feel like we're not good on third down, right? We're good. Sometimes our our series are interesting. Sometimes we're good on first and second, and then we'll have him in like a third and eight, and they still get it. Or we'll be or like third you and know, thirty, <clears throat> Darius Slay. Or it'll be what? fucking first, or it'll be third and and three, and they'll get that. It'll be third and one, and they'll get that. Or it'll be third and one, they won't get it, and they'll go for it again on fourth and inches, and they'll get that. Um, that's like inconsistent the on third down. But like, dude, if you could just get off the field on third down, that's what I need from you. And it's it's all going to come down to how do you match up with Travis Kelsey? Yeah, dude, because you know he's going to be Kel- uh, Mahomes' like go to target on those short like slants and. And yeah, like stop especially routes. on third down, like where you need to yeah. uh, fucking extend the drive. That's where it's going to be. I don't know. I like CJ Gardner Johnson on him. AJ said he wants to see James Bradbury on him. I just think that maybe like I think look at our top fucking defensive backs, right? And I'm I'm thinking Slay, who's probably going to be on their best wide receiver, is probably not going to be on Kelsey. Maybe James Bradbury. Maybe CJ. And then it's like, after that, I'm not too confident, right? Like, then you have Avante Maddox, who I think has been great, but I'm not really super confident is going to be able to stop Travis Kelsey. Um, I mean, I'm I'm going to say, like, I'm 100% way more faithful in CJ than Avante Maddox on Kelsey. Right. I think Avante Maddox was bad, and I think that I try not to use prior years bias against him right now because but I it's hard he's improved not to. a lot. It is hard not to. But he's improved a lot, but I still don't think he's there yet where I can be like, okay, I got to trust him in man-to-man with Travis Kelsey. Yeah, no, he's probably the last guy in our secondary that I want man man. Well, I'd rather have him Kelsey. than any of the fucking subs. Oh, obviously. yeah, no, yeah, obviously. But, like, you know, if fucking we got fucking CJ on, like, Nicole Hardman or Juju and fucking Avante Maddox on Travis Kelsey, that's, like, a that's a concerning issue. Juju was trying to get Philadelphians riled up. He said, the best Philly oh, cheesesteak cheese is not, not even Philly. in Philly. <laughs> <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> AJ was like, this dude sounds like he's fuck. He talks like he's in kindergarten. So I'm like, facts. He sounds like a kindergartner when he talks. Did you see the, the video of Pat Mahomes like answering questions from the media? And the que- question was like, what's your favorite song of all time? And he was like, my favorite song of all time, it was probably Umbrella, Umbrella by Umbrella by Rihanna, and then it goes, <laughs> and then it just comes to like that Justin Bieber like ten years ago interview. Is like I like that laugh. <laughs> I did see that. <laughs> money, money. So good, dude. I love um, the memes that come out of Super Bowl week every year. It's so but- good. Listen, first of all, Juju, it's just a cheesesteak. You don't have to call it a Philly cheesesteak. It's just a regular. You're in steak. Philly already, yeah, yeah. asshole. And second of all, the best of them are from Philly. They're at D'Alessandro's. I'll go get you one. You're buying. <laughs> I'll go Apparently, get you one, but you're Juju buying. was dope. My uh, my friend Kristen, shout out Kristen. It was just her birthday, I think, yesterday. Um, I texted her for it. I'm like, I'm not a best friend. I'm just pretty sure that was yesterday, not the day before. Um, <laughs> she used to work at a subway in Pittsburgh, and she's like, dude, Juju would come in, and he would just fuck. He was so fucking nice. He would like pay for other people's meals. Like he would always tip. Like you know, I don't fucking tip at a subway. Like but he would always tip. But like Juju was so nice. She was like upset when he got traded. Yeah, that's, that's gotta be kind of fun though. Like working at a subway and just having like a regular professional athlete, professional athlete coming in there. Yeah, yeah, not bad. And like she oh. doesn't really like she fucks with sports, but like not that heavily. But like obviously she knew who the fuck he was. 
Yeah, that's got to be cool. Um, um, do we want to do score predictions? Thirty-seven, thirty-four, Eagles. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go twenty-seven. 21 Eagles. No, that's where you went wrong. They're going to get at least one field goal, the Chiefs. There's going to be at least one drive where like, we stop them in the red zone or close to it and they kick a field goal. That's the thing. 21, bad call. All right, 27-24. Okay, better call. Actually, 31-24. All right. Yep. That's what I'm going with. I think we're just we're just too good for these boys. Apparently, approximately I mean, yeah, one dude. touchdown better. On a scale of one to ten, how confident are you? Um, three. What? Maybe less. What? I'm, I'm not confident, dude. Life of a Philadelphia fan. Oh, confidence dude, is not something that runs deep. Like bro. I think, if on paper, I think our team is better than their team every fucking in, at every position, except for tight end. Maybe quarterback. Yeah, but dude, okay. So in 2018, when we were playing the Pats in the Super Bowl, I probably would have said like a three because we went into that game. I'm like, all right, we have Nick Foles. We're on like some crazy magical run. There's like a. I'm, I, I'm at like a three. Sometimes I like magic more than fucking just nah, talent. This year, I'm at like a seven, like a soft seven, medium seven right now, dude. I'm like, this is like, I don't expect it to be like, oh, like if we win, it's by magic or chance. Like I expect us to win this game. And if we don't win this game, I think it's going to be because it was a close game that came down to like a few plays where our defense kind of just like either got burnt or like missed like some sort of coverage or, yeah. or something like that. And I like don't that. trust our defense not to do that. So that's why but I'm I do. Like a three. I trust our defense this year, dude. Like I, I don't, don't think there's a bet. I don't think there's going to be like an offense that is like enough to just like especially with the offense that we have, I don't think there's a team that can like outscore us and like shut us out at the same Here's time. Here's the thing, Jalen Hurts not 100%. Yeah, but he hasn't been 100% since like week 14, dude. And we've been well, fine. He's extra well, hurt since his both, shoulder injury. Both playoff games that we've played in have been like not even competitive games, dude. And we just played That's the number true. 1 defense in the NFL. It wasn't even competitive. That's true. But they didn't have a quarterback. We took. They didn't have the a quarterback, early. but that doesn't mean their def- That doesn't change the fact that they're. We still put up like thirty-one on their defense. That's true, and their defense has got to be better than Kansas City's, right? I think the biggest fluke from yeah, because they were the literally the number one defense in the league. I think the biggest fluke of that game that people could say was like, oh, well, the Niners' defense gave y'all like a thousand yards and penalties, but like at that point, it's like okay, well, but they're the number one defense, they shouldn't be doing that. The refing crew that is doing the Super Bowl has led the league in penalties or flags thrown over the last three years. Oh, God, dude. So That's one thing I don't fest. want. That's one thing I don't want. This well, you're getting it's just it. a fucking ref flag promise. fest. I promise. You're getting it. Uh, what's the over-under what you... on flags thrown? Like, Don't know. You want to make a bet with me right now? Well, no, because I'm not going to take the under on that. Like, now Fine. that I'll, I have that all right, information. I'll put the line at 13. They average 12. I'll put the line at 13. They average 12? Yeah. Line's at 13? 12 and a half. Lines at twelve and a half. It's this, here's the thing. This this referee crew is probably like, ah, we're at the Super Bowl. We already throw a shit ton of flags. We're on the biggest stage. How can we make this game about ourselves? Let's call every small holding play there is and fucking make this the closest game as we can with flags. That's gonna piss me off. So do you want the over or the under? Um, 
I'm I'll I don't know, are we taking one or the other or can we both take like No, you both take, the over? take one and I'll take the over. Right, I'll we'll take put five I'll, bucks on it. I'll take the over. Alright, fine, I'll get the under. Fuck. I just lost five dollars. <laughs> you shouldn't have told me this information because I didn't know. The last thing I saw about the refs was that like it was like uh the Chiefs record with like the head ref. And then the Eagles record with the head ref. And it well, was you like, said that they're going to throw 30 flags. And I was like, well, this kid, his fucking radar is way off if I put the line at 12 and a half. That was, that was like an over-exaggerated guesstimate. Dramatic. Yeah, I do that for dramatic effect. Let's see. You think I got anything else on here? Um, I don't know. You oh, tell me. The ads for the Super Bowl? I've seen six million. I've seen seven million on average for a thirty-second ad. That's insane. Did you see the Mets? The Mets, like the baseball team. Yeah, Steve Cohen. He bought an ad, and they released. Oh, the, really? There's yeah, like they, a, a Mets ad for the Super Bowl. Yeah. What the fuck? It's not bad, dude. It's like it starts. You saw with the like, actual ad. Yeah, they released it early. I, so I I, uh, I got a Bleacher Report notification. I was like, oh, the Mets, Steve Cohen bought an ad. Obviously, he did. Like, here's a video. Um, but I didn't look at it. And then Lex sent it to me on Instagram. So I looked at it. And it's not bad, dude. It's like the phone rings and Brandon Nimmo's like running through like the office. And it's like all the Mets players are like, you know, and like mascots are like sending in the office. Like, he's like, I got it. I got it. He's like calling for the ball, right? answers the phone and then they're just like selling tickets and then it's like all their players like answering the phone and selling tickets not all of them but like a handful of them um it's not bad it's kind of funny why like but why to fucking buy tickets for mets games dude to sell tickets that's what that's what the ads for go fucking yeah but buy like, tickets come watch the mets play baseball that's the ad this is a thousand percent the Bias, New York Yankees, bias Yankees fan coming in, coming through the microphone right now. But like, my my team wouldn't need a fucking Super Bowl ad to sell tickets. Poverty franchise ass motherfuckers. Well, I mean, it's not a poverty <laughs> franchise ass motherfuckers. They literally spending <laughs> hey, probably hey, seven got, mil on that thirty seconds. If you after. got if you got a billion dollars in your pocket and you can't sell tickets, then uh, your baseball you're should be selling poverty. the tickets, not your if Super you Bowl. Bill, if you got a billion dollars in your pocket, you're not poverty. <laughs> if you got a billion dollars as a baseball owner and you can't sell tickets, you got to buy a Super Bowl ad to get people to your games. Couldn't be me. My team sells tickets by playing baseball, baby, and that's it. Yeah. I mean, honestly, the Mets aren't bad at that either. Playing baseball? Um, Selling tickets for their baseball games. I've been at a yeah, handful of Mets games I mean, over the past couple of years with Lex, and like, they usually get a really good crowd. Yeah, I mean, that's just because New York. New Yorkers are just big baseball guys. Yeah, the Mets have been better over the past few years, too. But like, even when you, you and know, I went to that Mets-Yankees game... They haven't won since 86, bro. <laughs> like, well, no, but they've been, they've been like competitive for the past <laughs> few. Like For the past like three years, they've been like competitive in the NL East and like, maybe making the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, getting bounced in the, in the wild cards. Like, well, that's what the Yankees have been doing over the last three years, too. Not in the wild card. We've been in the like playoffs, three games... No, we got bounced in the wild card one time in the past like seven years, dude, and it was be, uh, like in a fucking fluke game in Fenway. Okay, you get bounced in the divisional round. What's the difference? Bro, we've been in the ALCS like four times. What are you talking about? And how many have you won? None, but like it's different than fucking getting bounced in a one game wild card series. 100%. But I'm saying, like, you know, when you think about what the Mets were fucking before three years ago. Hey, they were in the World Series more recently than the Yankees. They were in the 2015 World Series against the Royals. Really? 
And the yeah. Yankees haven't been there since then? Yankees haven't been to the World Series since 09. Really? Yeah, dude. That's really surprising to me. But the Yankees have only missed the playoffs, I think, once since then. And the Mets have been like 60-win team like a Legend stock of, of the fucking yeah. league. Yeah. When Robbie Cano's dropping fucking Which, balls I mean, at that point, like, out at second. people would be like, oh, like, would you trade a World Series appearance? Like, no, I would trade being, a, like, a contender every year knowing my team has a chance at winning a World Series and, like, flukely making a World Series once and losing. Yeah. Like, a World Series appearance doesn't mean shit to me unless you win it. Yeah. The Phils made the World Series this year, and I'm just hoping they can fucking make me proud later. They have, they're all, they're ranked really high. Yeah, they've got a good squad, dude. I think they're. Uh, I think the NL East is going to be a, a bit of a fucking firefight this year. These are the Phillies players' rankings. Um, JT's the number one ranked catcher. Trey Turner, number one ranked shortstop. Bryce, number three ranked right fielder. Zach Wheeler, number eight ranked starting pitcher. Schwarber, number three ranked left fielder, which I think is a little suspect. That, that seems high. Um, Maybe a DH, dude. Yeah, left yeah fielder, he's, though? he's a good bat. He's not great defensively. And Reese, the number 10 ranked first baseman. Those are all of their top 10 ranked players. And like that doesn't include Aaron Nola, who's a solid piece in the rotation. Bryson Stott, who's looked really nice in fucking, you know, batting practice. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, hey, uh, pitchers and catchers report in like six days, dude. Spring training is right around the corner, brother. Yeah. I feel I it in my bones. Like- I just meant I'm getting I'm getting stoked about Bryson Sod over his fucking BP on not live pitching or anything like that, but um, not really a pivot, but kind of. But uh, I've decided to join. There's a uh, men's baseball like a Wilmington baseball league, mm-hmm. um, and opening day is on March 19th, and they play at the field. Like it's a, it's like a citywide league. It's like a legit like you have to be over 18. It's not like slow pitch softball. It's like legit baseball. Um, three hundred dollar entry fee. Open tryouts to see which team you would be placed on, and open tryouts. I think start or open practice started last Sunday. Um, but it, I think it might have gotten rained out because like we've been getting some fucking crazy rain lately. Yeah, but dude, I think I'm gonna fuck around and play. It's like once a week they play at the field that Maggie teaches at, like the school field, like at her school. So she's like come and watch your games after work. Ten minutes away, dude. Well, no, the games are Sundays at like one p.m. Uh... So. Like, right now, dude, like, especially that, like, football's over. It's not going to mess with my football time. I have nothing else to do on Sundays. Like, I'm going to have a fucking, like, practice once a week or two times a week and then a game every every Sunday for the whole summer, I think. And they do, like, playoffs and stuff like that. So my whole thing is, is, like, dude, like, I'm excited to play, but, like, I want to pitch, but I don't know if I have that in me anymore. Like, I don't want to fucking destroy my shoulder for a men's league baseball team. You know what I mean? Just go shag balls. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, like, I'm going to give it a go and, and like, pitch. Because I've been in the gym. Like, I'm working. I'm getting my strength back up. But, like, I think, if I go gonna, out I think there, you're going to be really sore. If I go out there, dude, and I throw a bullpen session and, like, wake up and I can't move my arm the next day, then I think I'm just going to be like, all right, dude. Like, I think I'll that's just, what's going to happen, honestly. I'll just shag balls in right field and fucking hit piss missiles in, like, the ninth or eighth or ninth hole. Like, I'll, I'll enjoy doing yeah. that as long as I'm out there playing. What would you think about, like, second base? Can't I'm left-handed. Oh yeah. Really, my only options are first base in the infield and then the corner outfields. I guess I could play center too, but I really, I really, if I'm not pitching, dude, I just like hanging out in the corner outfield and 
fucking that's where you can really show off your arm like if you need to and then just shagging some fly balls and making some running catches but not that bad hitting, yeah i'm excited dude march 19th is uh opening day that's like that's like the day we get back from the bachelor party isn't it yeah yeah so i don't know i'll probably have to miss the first week but nah you be back in time because i'm leaving early i got a fucking 11 hour drive home oh yeah dude it's still like a six hour drive for me and like obviously like i'm a lot closer than you are but i didn't think it was gonna be that far yeah dude so that's the thing i was looking at like should i drive to myrtle or wilmington and then drive i'm like no it's just gonna add a bunch of time when i could just stay on 95 and it's it's a 10 and a half hour drive straight to savannah from my house just take 95 the entire way yeah and like from where i grew up to myrtle was a 10 hour drive so i'm like dude that's kind of easy money Uh, yeah it's not really it's like the same thing pretty much it'll be like fucking maybe like 11 and a half 12 hours with like stops and traffic that's not too bad. I mean, dude, nah. from where I grew up in, when I first like started at Coastal, when I was still living in upstate New York, it was like a 12, 13-hour drive from there. So, Yeah. I used to do that by myself. You'd be all right. Oh, I'm doing it with uh, Ryan now, Emery's uh, brother-in-law. Is that who hit up the group chat the other day and was like, yo? Yeah. And then Austin texted me later that day, and I was like, asking about how I was going to get down. In my head, I was like, he's going to ask if Ryan can ride with me. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to leave him behind, dude. And I know he doesn't live far. Yeah, I thought for some reason, I thought he lived in South Carolina. Nah, he lives like a few towns away from me. We went there on New Year's Eve. It's like 10 minutes away. From your house? Yeah. Oh, nice. I might ask him to drive to my house, though, just because I'm fucking so close to the highway. I don't really feel like going out of my way to pick him up. If I'm going right. to drive you 11 hours to fucking Savannah, at least you could do a drive 10 minutes to my house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'd be nice to have some company for that drive, too. It'll be all right. I don't really know him that well. So, like, that's the thing. It's not like me and you driving together. Right. That's true. I mean, it's not like we're going to listen. Wanna, I mean, maybe we'll want to listen to the same shit. Maybe we won't. Honestly, driving down there won't be bad. Like, that's going to be easy. But it's going to be driving back on Sunday when my social clock is like at fucking zero. And yeah. I'm just going to fingers crossed he fucking wants to take a nap. Like he's hungover from the weekend. He's tired from the weekend. He wants to take a nap and I can just put some Joe Rogan on and fucking and zone out think and just and drive. Cruise. Yeah. That's always nice, dude. When uh you just have like get in that zone where like you're not really like thinking about anything else except for like the podcast that's on. And then you like look down at the clock and like an hour and a half has gone by and you're like, oh, nice. Not bad. Yeah. Um, Anheuser-Busch used to have exclusivity to Super Bowl ads. Did you know that? Alcohol ads? I did not, but that makes sense because that's like you see Budweiser all, you ever like see. all the time on Super Bowl yeah, ads. Yeah, since 1989. This is the first year that they don't have exclusivity to alcohol ads. So, there's so we might see like some a, like a, fucking... a Miller Lite versus Coors Light ad that's been being touted lately. Uh, Crown Royals got an ad. Like, there's going to be a bunch of new alcohol ads that we haven't ever had the chance to see before. I hope we get some good commercials. Like, me too. Super Bowl commercials haven't been great as of late, dude. Do you remember the one last year where it was like the? Uh, I think it was like the Coinbase commercial where it was like the thing that was like the old school DVD thing, like bouncing around the screen. Yeah, remember that. Yeah, like finally hit the corner. 
like perfectly dude, in the corner. That was like one of the best commercials that I've ever seen, dude. So they did that at a Flyers game where they had the Flyers logo just like bouncing, like just like you know the the old screensavers, right? Yeah, yeah. And this was like between periods; it was an intermission, and it hits the corner, and everybody started cheering. And Lex was like, why is everyone cheering? I'm like, because the thing hit the corner. And she's like, dude, that's not it. That's not why they're cheering. I'm like, I yes, promise that's why everybody's <laughs> cheering. <laughs> dude, you used to sit in your room, watch that. And you'd be like, oh, it's just balancing. When's it going to hit the corner perfectly? It's like so satisfying when it does. Yeah. And it was literally just like uh, on like the big screen, like during like the intermission when they're cleaning the ice and shit. Yeah. And then and you they just get had the ones... this thing bouncing, and then it hits the corner and you're like, ah. You get the go. ones that go like it looks like it's gonna hit, and then it just goes ding ding, Boo-doo. and you're like, Fuck! yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so fucking close. And yeah. then you gotta wait like ten more fucking yeah for it to hits. go all the way around again, and then yeah, it needs like, and you're like reset. Whoever whoever thought of that ad, whoever thought of that ad, is a marketing genius, dude. Yeah, that's a great fucking idea for commercial. Because like to this day, we're still talking about it to this day. It's all, a year later. Um, the only other news I got on the on the pod doc list is Bobuchet signed an ex- extension. Bobuchet extension? How long? I think it was two years. Thirty three. Sounds million. about. That sounds about right. I feel like these next two years for him are like make it or break it because like he kind of came up as like a star, like star potential, and then like just like got a lot of like problems in the field error wise. Like his back goes cold every now and then, but. If you can put two seasons together with like an eight eight fifty OPS dude and like really show out to be the Blue Jay shortstop, like good for them, I guess. That's really Talk all I Blue got. Jays. Yeah, um, I mean, did you see that thing about uh, we're going to get two expansion teams in the MLB and possibly restructuring the league? Did you see the the East or the whatever it was? The East yeah, the Conference? East. It was fucking the Yankees, Yanks, the Mets, the Red Sox, Mets, and the Phillies. Red Sox, fit. dude, sign me up, bro. That would be so fun. That would, that would be, be crazy. That would be so much fun. That's like all I ever want, and like that, like yeah. the like the only so thing I think fun. you still need to divide it up between like a National League and an American League for playoff sake, right? The way they had it, I think they had. Was it so 32 teams? Yeah, eight things of four, just like the NFL. Yeah. So just make, you know, do four and four. Split it up between these four, make the playoff bracket on this side, and these four make the playoff bracket on the other side. I don't know. I kind of like the idea of just having one big tournament bracket and just, just do it all by seeding. Doesn't make, I feel like that evens it out a little bit. Yeah, that's true. Or take like the top from every division. Right, and then the next eight best. Yeah, yeah. If you if you win your division, then you know obviously you get you like get a the, playoff the, spot, and yeah. then the next eight best, and then just do fucking. But then, do you do seedings by are one through eight going to be division winners by record, and then you know nine through sixteen are the eight wild cards, or would you mix the wild cards in with the division winners based on record? Uh, I think you would probably not mix the wild card in division. I don't know. Like you know what I mean? Like you know how the yeah. Bucks were like the four seed this year, and the Cowboys were the first wild card seed. Even yeah. though they had a better record. Yeah. I feel like I think I you, like you just like got to go by better. I feel like you just got to go by better record. 
I think I no, I, I think you do it that way, the way that, that they're doing it, right? So like eight would be the worst record of the divisional winners, and nine would be the best wild card team, but they're gonna play each other in the first round. And yeah, yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? So like Yeah. I mean the MLB just implemented some uh like playoff rule changes, like wild card stuff like that, but they just Dude, implemented, we... They're implementing a bunch of new rules. They got like bigger bases this year. Yeah, pitch oh, yeah. clock, pitch clock. Um, what else is there? There's another. There's another big one. There's the shift. Two big ones. Yeah. The oh yeah, the, the shift. shift. The shift was that was the other one. Yeah. I'm excited for that, dude. That's gonna be awesome. me too, dude. Offensive numbers. No four man outfield. Yeah, that's gonna be. Ugh. I just remember watching baseball before the shift was like big like that, and it was just like averages were so so much higher like a 300 average was like still like hall of fame but a like ball off the bat it's like you could know whether or not it's going to be a hit right like oh right. i know that this is going to like get over the first baseman's head and drop into like shallow outfield and it'll be a single yeah. and like we'll get the fucking inning going right but now yep. it's like you expect that and then it's like oh they had the shift on and the third baseman was playing behind the first baseman and uh that's an out yeah, or even just the simple fact of like I remember like even like ten years ago, dude, a ball right back up the middle behind the pitcher, base hit every single time. But yeah, like now with the shift, the it's like some guy not... could be sitting behind but here's second the base. Thing. You could still have that. No, dude. I mean, you have to be on either side of the base. You can't be like on the dirt behind the base. You have to be on either side of it. So yeah, you can. The still way have that guys... I saw it was like it split the field in half. So you could still be like a yeah. shortstop and be kind of behind that base, and then shift your third baseman over. You know what I mean? Or flop your third baseman over to like just on the correct side of the base and maybe shift your shortstop, you know, yeah. towards third a little bit. Yeah, you basically so there's have ways to, to be... still shift a little bit and like you can still have people behind second base in a way. Oh, yeah, but that's always been the f- that's always it's always been like that. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, but you've I... never shifted like that before as a shortstop. You've never shifted right. that far. Right. The thing is, though, like balls that are hit up the middle, unless it's like a slow ground ball. Like if you're not playing on the grass, it's gonna be so much harder to field, dude. Like yeah. if it's like a, even if it's like a like a fast ground ball straight back up the middle, and it's like going right over second base, like you have to be like in the perfect spot to field that cleanly, or it's gonna it's gonna make it a tough play essentially. Yeah. As to where before it was right. like a guy playing basically rover and softball would just field that and throw it first. I don't know. We'll see. I think that there still might be like a some semblance of a shift, honestly. Yeah. For certain, oh, yeah, for, for certain sure. batters, right? Like, I think that you might do that where you'll put, like... Like, I wouldn't be surprised if the third baseman, instead of getting shifted... Like, let's say a lefty is batting, right? And they are, like, crazy pool hitters. I can see the third baseman is going to shift to, like, almost, like, behind second, just to where they're in legal play. And then the shortstop will take, you know, five steps towards third base. And third base is still going to be widely open, but you're going to try to avoid like anything up the middle. You know what I mean? You're like, okay, this guy's not going to pull it. So let's take away anything up the middle because that's the what best they we need can do to with do the new rules. What they need to do to fix like that shift entirely. And well, it's like, listen, I'm not like totally against the shift. Like I think if you want to shift your middle infielders to a certain point where they, you know, have a better chance of like reading where the hitter is going to hit the ball, then like, that's fine. But like what they need to do is fix the shift ability of a third baseman. The third baseman needs to be set in a certain spot before the ball is hit, like yeah, limited. make it so that the third baseman has to be on the corner of the field, closer or like on closer the to the third bag. base than second base, right? Like draw yep. a line between second and third, 
and say the third baseman can't cross this line that would put him closer to second than third. But even then, like just before the ball is hit, like he can still move over that line. Oh yeah, like, yeah. After play. after the ball gets hit, who cares? Like you know, yeah. go wherever the fuck you want. The pitcher runs behind the catcher sometimes. Like, right. Obviously, that's not going to happen before the ball's hit. Um, <laughs> could, you, could you imagine? <laughs> I'm going to throw you this gnarly fucking boomerang ball. You got to hit it on the way back. <laughs> uh, but, like, but yeah, yeah it, that's how they fix it, dude. Just like limit the third baseman shift. It. And then you won't have a third baseman playing fucking behind the second base or, or like yeah. a shortstop, essentially. Yeah. Because the first baseman is never going to shift. Like no, he'll play deep, you, he'll you, play in, but he's never gonna sh- like move off the bag. Right, because you got to be able to fucking throw somebody out at first when they hit a ground ball. Right? <laughs> Could you imagine, dude? First baseman, <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> deep, deep left, deep right-handed shift. He's playing second base. He's like, hold up, hold up, let me get there. You gotta <laughs> wait until I get there. It's it's the pitchers uh, now. It's pitchers' the responsibility. They got they got to pitch and then run to fucking first run. base. Hey, I mean that's it's true. Hit a, hit a gnarly of... stretch. Yeah. That was always the scariest thing in pitching, dude. Like, when you had to cover first base on a ground or two first, like, you're basically, like, putting your entire momentum into a pitch, like, evaluating where the ball is hit. You have to read if the first baseman's going to get there or not, so they teach you to just automatically run that way anyway. Yeah. And then you're basically in a foot race, in with, a the foot race with the batter to catch a ball that's, like, not like it's moving not like a straight throw. It's moving at you in the way that you're running, and you have to catch it and then time your foot to, find like, the, the base. Yeah, find, find the base. The base. That's the, one of the most underrated, hardest things in sports, dude. People don't yeah. realize. It is yeah. super hard. Yeah, like the uh, amount of different mechanics that go into that. Different mechanics and just overall like hand-eye coordination it takes to do that. Even from like a first baseman uh, POV, like making that throw to somebody who's running towards a, a spot in the field and like having the timing down and like knowing it's going to get there and not have it be like an error throw. Super hard. Underrated. Very. Reese Hoskins, top 10 first baseman in the league. You heard it. Not here first, but MLB. Yeah, I mean, he's he's no Anthony Rizzo, but. He's better. Um... Oh, get the fuck out of here, dude. All right, let's get get the fuck out of here, then. (laughs) All right, let's do it. You guys, you know know the deal. Fucking smooch a neighbor, hug a stranger, and root for the birds. Let's go. Uh, Make sure you don't smooch a stranger and hug your neighbor, because that might be weird, but. Yeah, don't fuck your neighbor or flash me. That would also be weird. <laughs> don't, I think. don't fuck Keep your, your neighbor. Keep inside your clothes. Don't fuck your neighbor the way birds fuck. That's weird. Yeah, don't rub your, <laughs> your genitals on your neighbor's genitals. Don't edge unless, your neighbor. That's what we're unless saying. Unless they're cool like that. Yeah, I mean, hey, people do what they want. That's fine with me. Just make sure it's Amen, consensual. Brother. Smooches.